Ho, 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 so. bitches. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome back to another fabulous installment of Matt and Dennis, the Matt and Dennis podcast. It is the fourth annual Christmas episode, my favorite episode of the entire year. My name is Matt Scarano. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined alongside, as always, by my dear friend and co-host, Mr. Dennis Vinci. Dennis, as always, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. How are you doing? How can I be doing any better, Matt? Sitting in the Connecticut offices, surrounded by loved ones in the nativity scene, a couple of snowmen. Baby Jesus. Found himself with batteries in. And we will get to this, but the man behind the legendary Lemoncello in the studio. Yep. Yep. How can I be doing any better? Dennis, again, I, I love this episode, and I think it just gets better and better every year. And I think one of my favorite things now is first it was just us. Then it was some family. And now the hype is really building up. We're going to introduce everyone in the room here. Um, my dad, Big Dom. Dom Scarano is back on his third annual Christmas episode appearance. Dad, how's it going? Welcome back. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, again, uh, Dennis, thanks for the props on the, putting those batteries in. Yeah, I really appreciate it. <laughs> what are those batteries? What type of batteries? That could be another unofficial. That could be another unofficial sponsor. What, what's the battery company? The battery company was Duracell. <laughs> Double-A batteries. Get us in trouble there. Sponsored, maybe sponsored by Duracell. Also making his third appearance on the Matt Dennis Christmas episode, my younger brother, Little Dom, Dom Scarano. Dominic, welcome back. Matt, thanks for having me. Dennis, great to see you as always. Very excited to get into uh, nitty-gritty this year. I got a couple grievances I'd like to share, so uh, looking forward to uh, spilling my guts out about the team I love. Dominic, before we keep introducing, I I said in the the pre-show meetings that you have been the you've been one of the best uh hosts or best guests on the show but also when it came to the jake Fromm take had one of the worst takes on the show's history um so both sides of the spectrum on that one um this person has also been on the show uh very briefly so we're gonna bring her in it's social media manager slash my wife lauren lauren scarano ish Technically, not technically, I guess, at this point. Lauren, social media manager, who's going to be, uh, this is the first in Matt Dennis history, live tweeting the show to her 12 followers on uh, X, formerly Twitter. Oh, 13. 13 followers. 13 followers so far, Joe. Move it up in the world. <laughs> um, Lauren, do you have any insight on how the live tweeting is going to be going and um, in this new function of the show? All right, so our followers, if you don't follow us now, at Matt Dennis Pod. So look for us there. Also, very exciting, making their first Matt and Dennis Christmas episode appearance. I'm going to hype this up and build this up and, and get some drama going here. There was a time, three years ago, I think, when we were like, we got to cheers to something. There needs to be some type of alcohol at 1030 in the morning on Christmas. to Cheers to the season, good health, and all of our sports teams. And what happened to be nearby was Lemoncello. Gifted by the Burr family, uh, who we've shouted out many times. And we have Mr. Lemoncello himself, Mr. Joe Burr, in studio for the Christmas episode with Lemoncello and Apple Moonshine. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Uh, how does it feel to be in this studio? Yeah, that uh, Very festive. Uh, it's, it's good to be here. I, I see snowmen and... You know, <laughs> Uh, we Christmas lights going in here. And Baby Jesus is also yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, this podcast is sponsored by Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. <laughs> Baby Jesus has some apple moonshine right in front of him there. 
Can't start too soon or too just early. So, just soaking in the apple moonshine right now. <laughs> the scent of the apple moonshine. All right, gentlemen, let's get right to it. As Dennis mentioned earlier, sometimes this show can get to uh, two hours long, so we don't want to waste any time. Um, Giants New York-centric podcast, as always. So how we typically start is talking generally about the Giants, the state of the organization, not necessarily what game happened last week or what game happens this week. Um, we'll go around the room. Um, you know, Dennis, you mentioned it a couple weeks ago that this show is going to be a similar conversation what we had, not last year, but the year prior, where it's like, what went wrong? What, what does this, what's the next step for this team? What do you do with Daniel Jones? What do you do with Saquon Barkley? And we're probably going to rehash that entire conversation because the Christmas episode last year, we were all super hyped. The team exceeded pretty much all expectations of anyone in this room and the entire fan base and the organization. And I think, unfortunately for us fans now, exceeding those expectations led us to put higher expectations that were probably warranted going into this year, unfortunately. Um, you and I talk about this ad nauseum, so we'll get to our thoughts here in a second. But, Dad, as I did last year, I want to go to you first. Um, we were very joyful on this episode last year. I don't think we'll have that same joy talking about the Giants on this episode. But going from the highs of last year and winning a playoff game to, I mean, still mathematically in the playoff spot, but did not see this year coming. Your thoughts? Uh, this season has been a disaster. Um other than Tommy Cutlets, you know, there, that's been a little interesting there. You know, at, at this point here, I think you just play every young person they have on the team. Get the best draft choice you can because you got to start rebuilding. The offensive line is still terrible. Um, and I'm not, I think they're going to have some problems. I think the defense, clearly without Dexter Lawrence in there, is a problem. Um, so there's not a lot of depth in there. Um I think your cornerback, Adore Jackson's probably gone. And I'm not sure McKinney's going to be around as well. Waller has been a complete bust as far as I'm concerned. Maybe two catches the whole year that made any difference. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not very optimistic on the Giants even going forward to next year. Let's backtrack just a second before I pass the mic over to Dominic. What went wrong, in your opinion, on the season? Because you go into it thinking we're probably going to lose to Dallas week one. But there was a chance that the Giants could win. There were very winnable games in the schedule, even though the schedule was very difficult compared to last year. But what went wrong right out the gate that the season seemed to be going nowhere? I, I think it's the offensive line. I think that that you can't run the ball without an offensive line. You can't throw the ball without an offensive line. And you lost your quarterback, not necessarily because of that, but never got any flow in the offense at all. So I, I blame the offensive line. Dominic, uh Send the mic over to you, obviously. All good points that he just made, but I want your thoughts, too. We have all these guys. We had all these weapons. Again, we knew we weren't going to necessarily win a Super Bowl this year. But coming off of last year, everyone was so hyped, and maybe that hype wasn't as warranted as we thought it was. But in your opinion, and what's going to be a losing season, what went wrong so quickly? Well, I have to come from the viewpoint of I actually went to a preseason game, sat very close on the 50-yard line. Shout out Bob Stefanowski as well. Actually, I snuck down to the lower levels for that one. That wasn't Bob, so sorry, Bob. <laughs> and uh, shout out to MetLife Security. Shout out to MetLife Security for not doing their job. Security. But uh, I remember watching Daniel Jones and Darren Waller drive down the field in 30 seconds, given it was against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. 
But it was the offense that we were promised. It was going to be the DJ, Darren Waller connection. It was flowing great. Even on that first drive in the first Cowboys game, we made it down. And then like my dad just said, I think the offensive line just absolutely collapsed, injured like seven players right then and there, guys that we cannot afford to have hurt. Andrew Thomas, uh, Graham Gano. I think Bellinger got hurt. And I have just witnessed, I've never witnessed something so drastic happened in a matter of seconds that I believe essentially cost us the entire season. I think once that blocked field goal happened, I think everything just snowballed into a huge mess. And the Giants are not a team that can pull themselves up by the bootstraps and keep going. They don't have the depth for it. So I think after that happened, it was just kind of taping together what we could. And, you know, we were able to win a few games. But in the end, you know, we didn't make any huge statements, really. And that's why I love having you on the show, because you just brought up, like, two moments that I completely forgot happened one of which being that like you said granted it was carolina it was preseason yep. that drive with all the offensive starters was perfect and you're like if that's just a, a quick snapshot of what the season could be we're in a good place but also i think you're exactly right there was some some higher power some of the football gods with that blocked field goal for a touchdown i completely agree all the hype like went out the window it came back for a second in that second half against arizona that dennis uh, was getting Getting all pumped up about, but that was just that. That wasn't real. No. Um, Joe, do you do you watch a lot of the Giants? Do you? Do you I do are, watch some of the Giants games. Yep. As a Patriots fan, and the Giants and Patriots obviously are are far removed mm-hmm. from the years that we played in the Super Bowl yes, and all are. that. <laughs> <laughs> but what are your what are your? I mean, I want to get your thoughts on the Patriots too. But as someone that lives in the, the New England area, the, the greater New York metro area, and obviously the Giants and Patriots and Jets fans all mingle amongst each other, uh, are there any headlines coming out of the Giants camp that 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 you think about or you have takes on? Or I, I, I agree with your dad for both teams. I think for the Patriots and for the Giants, it's all about getting a good draft pick at this point in the season. It's all about getting that you know number two, number three draft pick and and try to get somebody that's going to help your team out next year. Yeah. Because this year, I mean, I'm not going to say Patriots had no quarterback at all. Um, Zappi was better than Mac Jones in my eyes. Um, I feel bad for the Patriots defense because they really played a great season, but the offense just couldn't put points on the board. Was there was there a point, let me ask you as a Patriots fan, and Dennis, I want you to jump in about the Giants. Was there a point as a Patriots fan that throughout the season – that you tapped out at any moment. Or like, this season's going yeah, nowhere but, fast well, and thing, tuned in. The thing that kind of aggravated me with this season with everybody trying to blame Belichick, saying that he's a terrible coach. He's not a terrible coach. He's still the same coach he always was. He just doesn't have the talent that he had years prior. So, it's a, I mean, if anybody thought that the Patriots were going to go and win Super Bowls after Brady left... I mean, come on. You know they've got to rebuild. You know it's going to be at right. least a five-year rebuild program. Right. I said, and he just doesn't have the he doesn't have the talent on the team to do what he needs to do. I don't think it's anything on Bill Belichick. I still think Bill Belichick is a great coach. Yeah. No, agreed. And I want to circle back to that, but it's it's what I always tell Giants fans is I say when when everyone gets mad about the Giants, I typically don't get as mad as some people do because I think of like. I've seen two Super Bowls in my lifetime where I were where I was old enough to appreciate it. <laughs> Patriots, yeah, sorry, Dominic. Patriots fans also can say that they've had the dynasty. So these years for the Giants have been tough. 
these years for the Patriots are tough and are probably going to be tough for a while. Mm-hmm. But the Giants and Patriots, obviously the Patriots more so, can say they've they've had it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And they got to go through yeah. some tough years, and some other teams are going to take their place. And uh, Dennis, um, I want your thoughts on that too, because a lot of, I don't think we've ever had a Patriots fan on the show. I don't think we're really close with a whole lot of Patriots fans. Um, so I, I want you to, to touch on that. But what my dad said, what I said, what Dominic said about the Giants, again, we've said it on the show, but to bring it back up in this in this circle, um, again, we got so hype over that team last year for good reason. But I think, again, that team just over-exceeding those expectations as, as much as they did, I think really put us in a, a weird mental situation where we thought this team was going to be better than it should have been is probably unfair to an extent, but but your thoughts on, on those conversations we've had and what, what the room has said so far. Well, Big Dom put it perfectly. Disaster. That's that's this season. Little Dom. Not Little Dom. Smallest guy in the room, I think. I, Dennis, I, I'm glad for the listeners at home that don't know what I look like can be confirmed that I am, in fact, a 6'1 male adult. <laughs> He is a fully grown. I'm a fully grown man. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Social media manager. Did you get that one down there? Dominic is fully grown. But <laughs> well, even you pointing out the Panthers drive. You should tag him in that too. Go to the regular season against Dallas. That first drive, they ran the ball down their throat. Mm-hmm. And typical Giants stall out, get a field goal. But unfortunately, it's blocked. Dallas takes it back to the house. And every ounce of momentum in MetLife washed away. And at that moment, that game was completely out of hand. Whatever happened in the Giants' offense, nobody, I can't explain it. Dallas has a great defense, elite defense, fine. But they didn't look great in the first drive. And then, sure, I got hyped up after the Arizona game because I'm like, all right, here it is. Took a turn. People, It's still going to be one of the great mysteries, unsolved mysteries for Giants' season. When Brian what's Gable the, what's the calling TV? plays in that second half. What's the TV show? Who's the, the famous actor? He passed away. He stands in the dark, the alleyway in the trench coat yeah. when people like go missing. What was that? What's that show? I, don't, I think it was called Unsolved Mysteries. Is it called Unsolved Mysteries? Robert Stack? Yeah, it's Robert Stack. Or, <laughs> that's Robert Stack. It'll be one of the unknown mysteries of Giants lore. But uh, <laughs> And what Joseph, the Giants and Patriots have the same season going. Really good defensive play. They couldn't get enough from their quarterback. The Patriots, frankly, have no weapons. The Giants, I think, actually have some serviceable weapons. They're just not utilizing them. One being a former Rookie of the Year slash MVP candidate who just has disappeared this year for some reason. Albeit fine, offensive line issues, but they're in kind of the same boat. Unfortunately for Giants fans, we're going to have to watch the Patriots grab a really good quarterback and either Caleb Williams or Drake May, depending on who they like more. And it's gonna set them up, set them up for the future. They will, they will need weapons. I like, I don't love Mac Jones, but I think he's a fine quarterback if he's in the right system with the right weapons. He has no weapons now. He is shown to. I mean, you could see it. He's just not an NFL quarterback. Yeah, but I, 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 I also feel, and this is just my feeling. I feel like the line knew that Mac Jones wasn't the guy. Because in the beginning of the season, he had time. And towards the middle to the end of the season, I, I feel like the line was just like, if he's in there, forget it. He's not going to make it. He's going to throw an interception anyhow. Don't give him any time. Just let him, let him throw. You think, <laughs> you think there's something to that? I don't know if they're I mean, straight I mean, up. Yeah, I mean, we're not blocking for you anymore. But. Yeah, I, I know. But, but, I mean, you, you look at some of the last games, 
when um, when Jones was in there, he had he he barely had enough time to hand the ball off to the running back, let alone go back in the pocket and make a pass. That's the hard part. Where yeah. like, for Mac Jones, like, don't forget, he was a Heisman candidate when he was at Alabama. Unfortunately for him, he had Najee Harris in the backfield, which he was an elite running back. He's kind of faltered off in the NFL, but he had. Waddle at receiver. He had Henry Ruggs at receiver. He had Devontae Smith at, re- at wide receiver. He had an all-pro offensive line, so that all helps. And an elite defense on the other side helping him. But he was a Heisman candidate for a reason because he was just hurling it up there and he had elite receivers going and getting it. But I, I don't know what, you know, offensive line problems, but he also just looks he looks like crap. To your point, throw it up there. It's a 50-50 shot whether it's going to the opposing team. Mm. So he's completely faulted yeah, off. He used to throw the ball. I used to close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait to hear the crowd's response. <laughs> like, you have to battle with it now, but I'm telling you, the one, I'm assuming they go quarterback. And assuming the Bears don't. And maybe they have to possibly trade up. Patriots trade up to one to assure they get a quarterback. Because who knows what the Bears are going to do if they stick with Justin Fields. I think they should, but who knows. But either way, Caleb Williams or Drake May will be there. They're going to go one two. It's just a matter of who they like more. Were you um, interrupting Dennis's thought for a, a point here? I Dennis in terms of the, back to the Giants. Barkley, you signing him or oh. not signing? All right, Han, Han. I want to get. I have a. I have a plan. I think that kind of factors into my, my when we talk about the offensive line and the, and the problems and things of that nature. Is that somebody you're envisioning? Signing or want to sign? I, I have a plan. We're gonna get to that. Okay. I have a this is all I, I took my something ahead. I wanted to ask Dennis. Did you before we start? Did you have any uh, additional general thoughts on, no. on the draft? So because I had a good segue here, it's not gonna sound as good as it was going like 30 seconds ago. But one Jones that uh stinks to another Jones uh that kind of stinks as of late. <laughs> Let's talk about Daniel Jones. Again, Dennis, to your point, I'm probably going to bring this up multiple times before the show's over today, but you mentioning that we're going to be, unfortunately, having the conversation. This Matt and Dennis Christmas episode is going to be eerily similar to the episode two years ago when we have this, Dad, you mentioned it, Saquon and Daniel Jones conversation. I want to talk about Jones for a second because, and this is a conversation that is like ripping the Giants' online fan base apart, is the Jones fan base... And the people that never thought Jones was good at any moment in time and wanted him wanted him gone. And, and you would have thought Daniel Jones slept with their mothers and how much these fans hate Daniel Jones. And we got to tank and get Caleb Williams and yada, yada, yada. We're having the same conversation. And the reason was, Dad, to your point, the offensive line stinks. But Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones, in my opinion, deserved the contract that he got last year. Did he deserve all of that money based on his play alone? No, but that extra money was because of security. The Giants weren't getting a high enough draft pick last year to get a quarterback. You had to get your guy. You had to avoid falling in the quarterback limbo where you're just bringing in journeyman free agents every year for the next 10 years. So I do think that he deserved, because last year the team was very injured. Last year the offensive line stunk. And with all that, he still put up amazing numbers, both passing, rushing, Went on the road, won a playoff game. And that's more than the Giants have been able to say in a hot minute. So I do think it was warranted. I, If I'm Joe Shane, I don't regret. I mean, if you knew then what you knew now, maybe a different story, but that's not how the world works. Um, but now Daniel Jones again gets hurt. 
as as I expected because of how bad the offensive line is. If if they're that bad and he's getting sacked however many times, eventually there's going to be an injury, whether it's super serious or not. Yeah. <laughs> whether it takes you out for a drive or takes you out for a few games, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. And it happened. Not once, but twice. Once is the, uh, what was the concussion? Was it a concussion on the first injury? And then the ACL? Yeah. So he comes back for, what, a game? And then tears his ACL and tries to come back in for, for one play and then falls over himself because he can't stand up. And, like, I, I feel for the guy because I do genuinely think that he is a good quarterback. Is he elite? No. But I think he's a good quarterback. And what I, I loved what Joe Shane and the Giants did in the offseason. They brought in weapons to support their guy and make sure this crap, these injuries, doesn't happen again. And they can't put the blame on him, and they, they give him no excuse. And they're bringing all these weapons. The weapons are hurt again. The offensive line stinks. Jones doesn't have a second to throw the ball. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not defending him. His, I think, his, what's the word I'm looking for here? His playmaking ability, like his, how he reads the field, I think, is his, his Achilles heel. I think he looks directly at who he's going to throw the ball to. I think he, he doesn't do a good job of, of hiding from the defense what he's going to do next. And I, I think that's a big problem for him, especially when your offensive line stinks and you don't have time to, to throw the ball. So I feel bad for him. I think Daniel Jones has fallen into a situation that a lot of players out of college fall into where you go to this team that stinks and you're a great quarterback out of college with the team. I know Dennis is going to disagree with me completely on this. Welcome to the big time. Yeah, welcome to the big time. And unfortunately, the big time that you're surrounded with stinks. And when you were in college, the team that surrounded you was awesome on all sides of the ball. And I think Daniel Jones came into a situation where the timing wasn't right for him. This Giants team stinks between health, between the offensive line. It wasn't a prime situation for a quarterback. And I know where the conversation will go to next. It'll be Tommy DeVito and all that, how he made it happen. And we'll get to that too. But Daniel Jones, you paid him. He's here. He's going to be a giant next year, barring something crazy that happens. He's probably going to be your starting quarterback. But I'll, I'll throw it around the room. Dominic, I give the mic to you. I appreciate you giving me the mic, being the uh, the Daniel Jones supporter that I've you been are, over you, the years. You and I have been on. You and I have been on the same page on that. I think generationally, I came into you know my true Giants fandom, and Daniel Jones was essentially you know kind of the next Eli Manning, being you know the nerdy, shy white guy with a cannon for an arm. We kind of assumed things out of out of out of him. Um, I think this year watching him. The beginning of the year, I was getting ready for my same argument of it's not Dan, it's not his fault. You know, it's the offensive line. We've never truly seen him be able to do what he wants to do. And then there were certain moments where he just made such bad decisions yeah. that I, I truly believe mentally the Giants broke him. I don't think he will ever feel comfortable in an, in you know behind this offensive line. I don't think the Giants can ever protect him, and I think he is now realizing that. It's never going to happen. I think the guy does not play well when he's playing, you know, for his career. He he sees, you know, what position he's in. That's why I think uh, Shane gave him the money last year to kind of make him a little more comfortable, ease him in, you know, let him relax. But I think now, you know, with the DeVito mania, I think with the thoughts of a QB coming in, I don't think he can necessarily stand up to that kind of pressure. And then there's the other side of the argument where, you know, if we do draft a quarterback, Shane and Dable are going to be able to get their guy, which is what, you know, right. people have always said is what Dable secretly wants anyway. So the way I see this going is I think Jones will start next year. 
I think we're going to give him a few games, see what he does, and, you know, if he truly can go out there and be, he almost, he has to play, you know, perfect football. He has to be a star. He has to make all the right decisions. I think if he can do that, he buys himself a little bit more time. But I think if he goes out there and he makes some mistakes, I think if we do end up drafting a quarterback, that's going to be the guy. Basically, he needs to go out there and take over the offense. Yep. He needs to go out there and be a quarterback. Exactly. And that's and, and to your exact point, right. I think that's what frustrates a lot of Giants fans right. is because there's one argument where it says, oh, if you're, if you're a quarterback, you make the, the team around you better. And I don't disagree with that. And I say he's not an elite quarterback for that reason. But to your exact point, that's what he has to do. He needs right. to orchestrate he, that he, offense He, he needs to lead, lead that offense. And yep. there were flashes of that and, last and, year. And, and the offense needs to believe in him. Right. And if they don't believe in him, he's never going to leave that offense. And it's you make a great point, and I'll let you finish your thought. Mm-hmm. Because when Jones was in, whether Jones had an amazing game or whether they got their, their bells rung, the players were always within seconds at his defense. Like saying, locker room guy, he's awesome. We all love him. We all respect him. Like the, the criticism that the media gives him is unfair. Like they're, they're right at his side. But they're also at Tommy DeVito's side now, and they're playing different, the same guys. And yeah. We'll get to that, too. But No, well, back to, I mean, last year, you kind of saw him be able to take over the offense and lead the team. I remember, it, for me, it started that Green Bay game when Saquon came out, and it was like, oh, here go the Giants. They're not going to be able to orchestrate anything. And Daniel Jones, his jersey's all tattered. He's getting sacked. He led the team in a crazy drive down the field. Giants ended up winning that game. I think for the rest of the year, you know, we have great momentum. I remember the Colts game that you and me were at. Yeah. Daniel Jones chants were going out. I've yeah. never heard that in my life yeah. at a game. They made it to the playoffs. And then, especially when, they, you know, the lights got a little too big when they played against the Eagles. And, you know, I'm okay with that looking back because at least we made it there. Yeah. And I think that kind of showed that Daniel Jones could be the guy. But I just think there's so many issues around this team that he is not the guy capable of pulling the rest of the Giants out of that mess. So do I think he... Could be the guy? Yes. Do I think he's in a position where he will be the guy? No. Big Dom? I'm a Daniel Jones fan, but I'm not so much a Daniel Jones fan. For $40 million, you got to keep him. He's got one more year there. He's a good quarterback, but he needs the support of the other players. He's not gonna, He's not a Pat Mahomes. He's not a, uh, who else you want to Josh Allen. Josh Allen. He's not, he's not that kind of quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but needs, to your point, the supporting cast to be able to do that for him. So it's not back to the question for Dennis, the Barkley situation. I understand why we may not want to sign Barkley, but he needs a Barkley. He needs something. The tight end, he needs a tight end. Waller's been injured, same thing. The offensive line. So he has to play He play within himself, but he needs the support. He doesn't have the support. I don't mean the attitudes. He doesn't have the athletic support. Barkley was hurt for a bit. Again, back to the tight end, the receivers, not really anybody yep. there that, that stood out there. The offensive line was terrible. Yep. So yep. I think you're going to have Daniel Jones absolutely for one year. The Tommy DeVito thing, it's a nice story. Back up. I want to get to all that, That's too, what he's yeah. going to be. But would the Giants draft a quarterback and a second-round quarterback? Probably. I don't think they'll take a first-round quarterback. I just don't see it. If, if I can interject quick on that. Yeah. Back to Mr. Burr's point about, you know, thinking that we should just be going out there and getting the best draft pick. I agree with that. But I also trust this front office. And I think if Joe Shane wants someone, he's going to go get them. 
he will he will do what he has to do behind the scenes sure. to get the guy that he wants to go get. So I'm not necessarily worried about where we stand in the draft. Hey, 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 hey. I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, that, I just asked. We're doing a lot of talking. I know. So, so, all right. Hold on. I, you know, you invited me for a reason. <laughs> this is what, Lord, get that. This happened a, a couple of years ago too. Where he just got in the in the heat of the conversation. The the drinks got lukewarm. Dennis, really quick, and then we'll do the the first round of uh, of, of shots to to the the holiday. Your general thoughts on and, and I don't want to talk about the draft just yet. Daniel Jones. For better or worse, where he stands with the Giants right now. He's out. Oops. I think not one, one more year. He plays next year. Okay, but no, he's, he's not. He's playing next year. I thought you were about to say like he's not playing next year. And I don't even know if he makes it through. Hell, if they draft a first round quarterback, which I think hundred percent they should. Whether it's Jaden Daniels, whether it's Bo Nix, Caleb, or Drake, depending if they trade up, your point, we might be in a situation where you're looking at a team where you could trade Saquon to acquire a draft pick to move up. And then that team slides, but we're going to have, what, five or six? So even if you're like Chicago, maybe they want to ride it out with Justin Fields. They're not going quarterback. They can get a stud left tackle and a stud edge rusher. They can take a corner. They can take one of these elite receivers that's going to be within the top eight and fill out their team. And they've already got – they acquired Sweat from Washington to get their legit edge rusher. So if they want to give him a partner over there, sure – Maybe they don't go defensive line, but I think in Arizona, I don't know what Arizona's going to do with Kyler Murray. I would think you stay with Kyler Murray. I don't. He's been injured. He hasn't shown me that he can't do it. The guy, he, he was questioned coming out. I think he's played his ass off. He, he, he's another guy who needs some weapons, but Daniel Jones progressed this season. Right before the injuries, he wasn't the same. Well, he wasn't even that great last year. I think we all drank the Kool-Aid and saw flashes, like Dom said, a really good play, but at the same time, he had a healthy Saquon Barkley for the entirety of the season. Good point. And that's the only time we've seen Saquon healthy outside of his rookie year when Eli was still playing, where he was on the field for 17, 16, 17 games, whatever it was. That was a massive factor. This year, I know it was Arizona. Where was that second half? The way he played against the Cardinals in that second half, where was that in any other game? And I know we're giving DeVito credit and it's a great story, and he's actually playing well, but let's sit back and see that he did it against the Commanders, the Patriots, the Packers, who are crumbling right now. Yep. What did he do against Vegas? Non-factor, they didn't even let him throw the ball. And then last week, completely taken back down to earth. The Giants were completely mis- outplayed in every facet last week. So I think you have to draft a quarterback. They get their guy. And then you start building around. The offensive line comes back. Some guys are healthy. If Barkley's there, Barkley's there. If not, I think you have some receivers. You can get another receiver to pair with Hyatt in this year's draft. I think that's where you go. You start look. The defense is built. You were silly. Even McKinney. I think McKinney comes back. I think McKinney's a cornerstone of the defense. The secondary has improved. They've impressed the hell out of me in the second half of this season. Even even Jackson. Jackson, I think, might be gone. He's a... He's pissing me off a bit. I can't stand the way he's playing. Sometimes it, you look over there and... We thought he was going to get traded, but I guess we owed him too much money that yeah, teams didn't want to take I that I think on. the defense is kind of built. Banks, I think, is a legit Banks is number one corner in this league. That's a hit. I put agree him, with you. Put him on an island like they do with these number one guys. I think he had, they nailed it last year taking him in the first Agreed. Round. But I think they have to go quarterback. 
I'm out. I'm out. I'm Jones. I was in. No, you're out. Dennis is notorious for. Back in this time. Dennis is <laughs> Dennis. So Joe. Uh, yeah, I live on the fence. But. Dennis is notorious for jumping in and out when it suits him. When it's, yeah, he just rides uh, on that on that positive note, Dennis. Um, let's let's uh, do our our annual tradition uh, from the Matt Dennis Christmas episode, as we have uh, these wonderful shots. Not the lemon cello just yet. I, it's I can see it, but we have now. Uh, Apple mo- apple pie moonshine. Oh, this is lemoncello. And uh, is that lemoncello? No, apple no. pie moonshine. Oh, right. There's lemoncello. And um, so as we typically do, we go around the room and we say something that uh, that we want to cheers to. Typically in the sports world of our our fans or what we're happy for as, as sports fans or what we want our teams to do in the future. Right before we do that, as we have Mr. Lemoncello here, uh, Joe, can you tell us about this apple pie moonshine? In all honesty, I need to do a shout-out to one of my co-workers, uh, Keith Watson, who gave me the recipe probably about five years ago. But, yeah, I've been making that for about five years now on holiday season. Awesome. But, um, it's pretty good. I think you guys are going to like it. All right. Thank you so much for bringing it. And, and the limoncello, as always, every year, it's been a staple of the, the Christmas episode. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. So, well, since it's your first time on the Christmas episode... Um, what would you like to to cheers to of your sports fandom of the Patriots or any other? Hey, I just want to say cheers to having me here today. Of course. And uh, happy holidays to everybody, and I hope everybody enjoys their holidays. Cheers to that. Cheers. 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 Nice That's good stuff. Well, oh, that man. Like apple pie. That is good. Oh, that was really good. Excellent job, Joe. Excellent job. That was good. Delicious. Delicious as always. I, I think my favorite part of listening back to the show is that moment where no one talks for like 10 <laughs> seconds. And then you hear the shot glass hit the table after. And the mic, credit to your mic, it picks it up really well. Um, yeah, here, we'll pass these back over for... What's, what's it two. called where it's like, it's like that new thing where it's like people making sounds and it's like soothing. Moonshine pouring Shot glasses hitting tables. Um, we, we do it all. Okay, so we'll, we'll move on from from Jones uh, for a bit here, and um, his name has already been mentioned a few times. And it's Tommy DeVito. Um, Daddy touched on it, and, and Dennis he touched on it. Good story, but at the end of the day, he's going to be a backup. No disagreements uh, from me there. Um, but you know what, what I said, and I mean, a lot of uh, our buddies in the infamous Giants group chat, the infamous Giants group chat. So Joe, we have this. Uh, Group chat that we all essentially just yell at each other during Giants games, and it's a roller coaster ride. It's like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Gotta hate this team. Everything sucks. It's a lot of fun. Within seconds of each other. <laughs> I, I know how that goes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's typically, with the Giants being as average as they've been at best, um, the, the group chat gets split down the middle, where half of it is, I didn't wait all offseason to root for my team to lose or tap out. I'm going to be dialed into the games. I'm going to be rooting for them to win, even if it means absolutely nothing. And then the other... Well, isn't that every fan? Every fan is rooting for their team, whether... You would be surprised. Well... You would be surprised. And I don't think there's a wrong side to this argument, but I know... Not saying they're not fans. I mean, mean, even for me, of course, I want the Patriots to win. It doesn't mean anything now if, Mm -hmm. if they win or they lose. So in one aspect, it's like... Just lose. Just try to get that number one right. draft spot. Right. But right. of course, you always want to see your team win. Right. You know, or at least put up a good fight. Exactly. You 
That was worded very well. That was worded worded very well because I'm friends with Giants fans that when you, you kind of realize the team's probably not making the playoffs, they're not going on any deep playoff run, they're like, oh, why the heck did we win this meaningless game? Because now it's going to hurt our draft pick chance and we weren't going anywhere anyways. Yeah. I'm not saying people aren't fans. I'm right. just, if, I don't, if, I hate it'd that. Be, it'd be nice to be spoilers where you could pop somebody out of playoffs. Tomorrow, which we'll talk about. Right. Good chance for that like for said, the Giants. That's, that's always a nice thing. That was worded very well. Um, yeah, that, exactly what you said. And you know that, though. Giants want to play spoilers against a certain team we're going to play two more times this year. We're only helping another team we all can't stand in our own division. So it's a lose-lose. <laughs> it is a lose-lose. That's <laughs> fair. We're games to hurt our draft stock, and we're helping another team. Where I was going with that. There's an annoying fan base that won't shut up. Yeah, I don't see. I have more Eagles fans in my circle, so I, I will. I know, I'm not going to say agreed. I'm not going to use the word root for the Cowboys, but in my opinion, that's the lesser of two evils. I know I'm in the the small minority on that one. Dan, do you, do you but hate, anywho, do you hate the Eagles more or the Cowboys? Cowboys more? I'm with the Cowboys, but I hate the Eagles. See, more. see, because you try to butter up to mom's side of the family, yeah, Dennis. But isn't every giant fan? Hate the Cowboys? Of course. Yes. It, yeah. Just how much they hate them Welcome to the NFC East. <laughs> they hate the Eagles more or they hate Dallas more. The thing is, both with, Dennis, with Dennis hating Dallas more, it's because how many Eagles fans does Dennis encounter in his day-to-day life? Not many, if at all. Can yeah, you care to answer that? It's pretty much done. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I don't encounter many Cowgirl fans. So if the Eagles do well, Dennis could just go to bed at night, sleep easy. He's not... If the Eagles do well, I don't hear the end of it. So <laughs> that's... I don't like the Cowboys. I'm not rooting for them by any stretch. Like, I call it the asteroid game when the Eagles and Cowboys play each other because that's what I'm rooting for as an asteroid at the stadium. Any, I was going somewhere with this. And what I had told Dennis on the show multiple times, right as the DeVito, Tommy DeVito craze was, was starting, was this season that was going absolutely nowhere. Giants fans are all doom and gloom, no matter what side of that argument you, you sit on. And... Like, what could make Giants fans excited in the month of December the way the season was going? Absolutely nothing. And here comes this third-string quarterback that, Dennis, you mentioned it, and uh, what I said when he played against Dallas was the dude didn't look like he belonged on a football field, a high school football field, much less an NFL football field. And then after that, and they play the, the Jets game where Tommy DeVito comes in. They don't even let him throw the ball. The Giants should have won that game. If they had let him throw thrown the ball, the Giants, it was a race to the bottom in this Giants-Jets game. Yeah. And the Giants, you know, you beat the Jets, maybe you're talking about backing into a, a wild card spot still. Anywho, they finally let the kid throw the ball, and they're like, we're sticking with Tommy DeVito the end of the to the end of the year. Best case scenario, we back into the playoffs with a third-string quarterback. It's a great story. Worst case scenario, the dude loses every game, and then we get a good draft pick. So in that situation, win-win. And he plays pretty well. Granted, you're right, Dennis. The teams weren't that good. But the story of this third-string quarterback, whose name is Tommy DeVito, that Giants fans, myself and Dennis included, are calling him Danny DeVito, not tongue-in-cheek. We just forget his name. And that's not just us. He's got to be a little taller than Danny, no? (laughs) Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. But this dude from New Jersey who lives 10 minutes from the stadium, his name, like, people are calling him Danny DeVito on accident because they just, who's Tommy DeVito? So people are catching themselves and having to correct themselves saying Danny DeVito. The dude lives 10 minutes from the stadium. 
His favorite food is his mom's chicken cutlets. By the way, he lives in his parents' house still in his childhood bedroom. His mom does his laundry. His mom cooks him dinner. His mom does the dishes, all, all this stuff. It's this crazy Italian, Italian story. And he plays pretty well. Forget who he played against. A third-string quarterback. If you knock off three straight in the NFL, that's admirable. Like, I think that that deserves credit. And it galvanized the fan base like it has not been galvanized in a long time. Dennis, you're right. It, it, it came crashing down in New Orleans. We came right back down to planet Earth. The veto mania came to an end. We'll see how he plays tomorrow against Philly. But the, the story about this guy, for, for a minute, regardless of you know, the, the Giants fan that wants to win out the rest of the year, the Giants fan that wants to tank for draft picks, everyone came together for a brief moment to root for this guy. And, and the cool story is, and I heard this argument on, on uh, New York Sports Radio, they said if Tommy DeVito gets drafted by the, the Titans or the Houston Texans or the Arizona Cardinals, does this have the same craze? Probably not. And the reason is this guy is literally the stereotypical North Jersey Italian guy from the family. The, 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 hand, the hand gesture thing. The hand gesture thing. And, and they, they cut to him on Monday Night Football. Uh, a night that has been so mean to the Giants. The Giants never win in prime time, whether it's Sunday night or Monday night, especially with Daniel Jones. And they cut to the sideline, and who's this cartoon character? It's his agent. Sean Stiletto. And everyone's like, oh, this is this is a bit. They're, they're just doing this because they know they're on TV. No, that's how he dresses all the time. He gets inducted into the, the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. And he actually fired him. No, he did not fire him. He brought in a marketing team. He, he made that clear. He did not fire him. Oh. That was all cleared up. And he's doing, he's going to different delis in North Jersey doing autograph sessions. Lines are wrapped around the door. And they cut to him after after the Giants win. They cut to his dad and his mom and the agent. And they're kissing each other on the cheek. All the Giants fans are doing the hand, the Italian hand gesture thing. And and I'll leave it at this and I'll go around the room here. But I, I made this, this joke. I was like, imagine... You're at MetLife Stadium. You're going into the Giants-Dallas game. MetLife's probably the most hype, loud it's been in years. They got the whiteout. Everyone's waving rally towels or whatever. And just say you fall into a coma right then as that game is starting. And you wake up in December. And some guy with the last name DeVito is your quarterback. And all the fans around you are doing the Italian hand gesture thing. (laughs) Or you're at home watching and they're introing the game to the Sopranos theme song. What the heck is going yeah. through your mind? So, yeah, he's going to be a backup. It's, it's not going to amount to much, but it's been so much fun, and I've enjoyed it. And in a year where we thought the positives, there, was, there, were, there were no more to be had, the last few weeks, the better part of a month, have been so much fun as a Giants fan. Dad, your thoughts on that, for better or worse? It's, it's a great story for a kid in northern New Jersey it's terrific. He represents what those people are, what well, the Giants fans are. Everybody wants that, that, that story there, that, you know, the, the feel-good story. Um, and he's done great. I mean, you know what? He made himself a lot of money. He's going to be a backup quarterback, whether it's at the Giants or somewhere else. He's going to be a second or third string quarterback, but he's going to make, you know, he's going to make a half a million bucks a year just doing, being that. So from that perspective, you know, it's great. It was great to watch. I don't have a lot of hope for this. Any, any, anybody ever think being that he's living home with his Italian mom and having all these, you know, all these nice Italian 
food and you know the Italians are. We like to cook with a lot of garlic. You know, <laughs> you ever think maybe it was just his breath that keeps people away from him? <laughs> Look at it from oh, that perspective. That's a good, that's a good point. The defense gets close, and they may not want to be near it. That's a good point. You know? It's too greasy from all the pizza. He just slides right off. From all the gabagool. Like I would like to say, though, I'm not a fan of chicken cutlets. Just want to say this. Oh. He is a staunch. <laughs> he is, he's anti-cutlets. You're not a fan of chicken in general. He doesn't like, right. yeah. I'm not a big chicken guy, so that's the only other thing. But no, it's a great story. I'm, I'm glad for the kid. Yeah. Also, speaking of chicken cutlets, uh, what's the, the name of the brand that... So they the came sauce? out with yeah Rouse Rouse Rouse, Rouse uh, yeah. tomato sauce. Oh yeah, yep. came out with an ad and it's Tommy oh, DeVito. Rouse Rouse. Whose sauce is this? Rouse tomato, tomato sauce. It's a tomato it's sauce a brand. Like a I, I use it in my home. And a few days ago, oh, yeah. they come out with a commercial, and it's Tommy DeVito with his mom in their kitchen, showing how they make his the famous chicken cutlets that he loves. His mom's favorite or his favorite recipe from his mom, and it's. Rayo's tomato sauce, and now they're the official sponsor of oh, Tommy really? DeVito. I, I yeah. hear that. And he's like, it's, I, it's, ha- I highly doubt that she uses Rayo's. I highly doubt it. Right. She's got to be making her own sauce. It's. I yeah. will say the commercial is cringy, but it, it is funny at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Like they're they're buying into the bit, and you know what? A lot of people, there's a lot of haters out there that are well, like, all right, the a, dude's not how, that great. How they name him Tommy? Tony Ben Anthony. <laughs> Tony DeVito. Tony DeVito. <laughs> Anthony! I'm a, I, I would have played even better if he was Tommy DeVito. It's spaghetti day. There, there are a lot of haters on, on Tommy DeVito taking advantage of this and buying in the Italian stereotypes, which I don't think they're... Before this, they, they checked every everything off the list of the Italian stereotype. But this guy may never start an NFL game again when the season's done. Take advantage of it. Get, get your money. Well, people have talked about it where it's... The Italian culture is the only culture that you could be stereotypical towards, and they'll embrace it and do it with you. Yeah, right. You can't do it to any other. They're like, whoa, don't, what? don't. Yeah, you what? can't. It's like, oh, no, everybody, come on in. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and if we really don't like, no, what we're hungry, we got food. Hey, Let's go. Hey, if we really don't like what you said, we just call Uncle Guido. <laughs> <laughs> We don't think he takes care of it all. There were, there were memes online. We don't, we don't, you can't hurt our feeling. <laughs> there were memes online about his agent, like if he got sacked, like that the agent would get someone on the Giants' offensive lineman if he if he like missed a block or something and let him get sacked and they get whacked. <laughs> In this family, Dominic, well, what do you think about Tommy DeVito? It's actually funny. Here, hold that thought. Beer. Hold on. Ooh, Beautiful. <laughs> It's actually funny, going back to that uh, Panthers preseason game, uh, you know, obviously the Giants were up, I think, at the beginning of the game. You know, Jones played the first uh, quarter, I think. And they brought in Tommy DeVito. Me and Noah. Uh, Noah, shout out my roommate. He does not know ball. But, you know, he, he sees a good pass. He, he knows, you know, what, what good quarterback play looks like. Noah's not even here to defend himself. And, uh, well, Tommy Tommy was throwing absolute missiles in this game. And, again, it's preseason. You don't think much of it. And he's like, who is this guy? Who is Tommy DeVito? And I said, oh, don't worry about him. You know, we're not. We're never going to see this guy. This, this guy's not like actually going to do anything. And sure enough, here we are. Uh, look, I lo- I love the whole Italian goomba thing. You know, I love the Sopranos. You know, the Gabagool. If 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 like you said, if I blacked out at the whiteout game against Dallas, you know, the first quarter, and I woke up and the whole stadium was doing the whole thing and the Sopranos <laughs> intro was playing, I wouldn't be too upset to be honest because the alternative to this. Is it's not that you would be upset. It's what the heck would be going on. It's not what, that what happened. <laughs> going to enough Giants games and seeing enough of this demographic, 
it is actually not that shocking to me that this is what is currently happening with our team. Now, like, like what Dad said about the whole feel-good story and how great that is, I, I don't like that. The Giants are not a vessel for people to be at home and feel like anyone could be a star. That is not what my team is. I want to be a good <laughs> football team. I want to see Josh. I want to be like Josh Allen. You look at him, you go, that's not who you will ever be able to be because this guy is special. I don't want to be a team that comes out. It's like, oh, wow, look how hard they're playing. doesn't matter if they win or lose. It feels good. No, I want to beat teams. Participation. I want to be a good football team, and I want people to look at Tommy DeVito if this is who he was and say, damn, this guy has it. Not, oh, oh, like, look at him go. So personally, I mean, look, exactly. If it was up to me, right. That's probably the fuel he needs to keep him going. And we're going to find that out. We Good saw point. we saw him get knocked down. We right. saw the, the veto mania go down. Listen, me and my brother said it. If he goes into Philadelphia and he wins this game, he we will be respected among Giants fans. I think forever. I don't care what happens. I will build that. the statue with my bare hands myself. Well, if that happens, we, we can get to this. I'd like to see that. <laughs> it won't happen. About, and I said it. I want to see him battle adversity. I want to see him get knocked down because I want to see him the next week and see what he's got. Now he could very well come out tomorrow. And just get absolutely blue, like just blown up, yep. and that's very possible. It's very likely, but so you want to see you want to see how he does once he gets rattled. Yeah, so I, I think last week was a little bit of a wake up call. Mm-hmm. He had pressure in his face. I mean, Giants didn't score a touchdown. Nope. So they didn't get past fifty yard line. I don't think, and that's a huge thing. And he went like I said. There's a lot of quarterbacks that could go out there, and then they, they like, and, and they take that first hit or they get that first injury, and now when they when, yeah. when they do come back, they're running scared. So yep. now yeah. you're going into another. Hostile environment. I don't care that it's Christmas Day. I bet the link will be packed. Oh, it will be. I have a lot of friends that are, that are going to that and game. I'll tell you what. There are going to be some hostile fans in that stadium because the Eagles don't look good right now. No. They, they, they want blood. They want blood. Hurts and this coaching staff. And I'm not for it. I love Jalen Hurts. I hate the Eagles. Which I love you Jaylen like Jalen Hurts, Hurts because Hurts he's your fantasy quarterback. quarterback. That don't gaslight us. That's part of it. But also, it's another guy. Battle adversity. Benched at Alabama, sat there, didn't whine about it. Now he did later transfer, goes to Oklahoma, still becomes a Heisman candidate quarterback playing under Lincoln Riley. Doesn't get drafted in the first round, gets taken late. It's like, oh, Jalen Hurts going to be our guy. He's a running quarterback, but should have won the MVP last year. I love Jalen Hurts. I would argue. And I'm not for all this bashing that he's currently getting. I actually I put him in the in closer. With that said, he's probably gonna throw four tutties tomorrow, three hundred yards, maybe rush for sixty, couple of push pushes. That's what Dennis is fancy. Not according to the Matt Dennis Parla or the Matt Matt Dominic, Matt Dominic Parla. Who statistically? Oh, Ooh, there we go. That's good. Oh, there's another one. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, make sure anyone that opens up anything, you it do might, it right it by the mic. Right, this absolutely. The mic picking these up. Now, Joe, Joe unfortunately for you now. You have to make plans for Christmas Eve every year now to come for the show. So. Yeah, this, this thing of ours. Well, 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 thank you for the invite. I'm going to see how many more people we can get. and just I, I just want a live studio audience. You need a bigger table. When Matt and Dennis get big, we're going to sell tickets for this event. It's just going to be in the basement. It's always going to be down here. It's always going to be in So I picture like a chair, rows of chairs right behind you guys over there. Of just random people that come into my parents' basement. <laughs> some, some nice recliners would be nice for next year. <laughs> I think with the, with, well, the, with the updated Joe, budget. What are you trying to say? The furniture is not... Uh... Well, once, once we market this a little bit better. I don't even make these kind anymore, these kind of chairs. I was going to say, what's, what, what brand makes those? Maybe we have another sponsor. I feel like I'm watching the concert on the green. <laughs> <laughs> Brought those out of the garage. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what I, I literally did. Um, literally came out of the garage. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I love this episode so much. Dennis, um, <laughs> your general, th- I know you you briefly mentioned Feel Good Stories of Backup next year, but your general thoughts on the on DeVito Mania. No, it's a great story. It's been awesome. It's, you said it. It's brought all of Giants Nation fans, whatever, together for this short period of time. Because what Joe's talked about, it, getting a draft pick, our infamous Giants group chat, the vast majority of us want a new quarterback. We want a high draft pick. All right, we're playing Washington. Well, they're going to be down there too. And now we, they happen to throw for six total turnovers. That's pretty impossible to win that game when you do that. Giants win. DeVito looks good. Okay, let's keep going. Patriots game. Giants probably should have lost that game. Didn't score a touchdown in the second half. For a windy, foggy day, they miss a field goal. We don't go to overtime. If he hits the field goal, New England probably wins that game. That hurts us coming into the draft though. Now we start, we keep winning though. Okay, Green Bay. Well, we got to beat this team to get into the playoffs. Well, we beat this team. We're starting to look at, we got the Saints on the calendar. We got the Rams on the calendar. So we're like, screw it. Go all in. DeVito's just going to win out. Let's make the playoffs at this point. Guilty. That's what, that's what I did. Crack another beer for that one. Giants fans you're, looking at the, you're looking at the calendar like, go Goomba. Oh. Help your own destiny out. You know, they're not getting much help. The Rams look really good right now. They're beating everybody, so. I think they're in. Like, that's going to be a tough day on New Year's Eve, or tough game on New Year's Eve. I think the drinks are free. No, it's it's fun. It's no, they're cool not. That we have something. It's Food not is just free. a miserable season, like it was two years ago. We were like, Jesus, just end this, trade everybody, let's get a better, let's get a court, let's get so you know. So at least we have some fun. It's something you're looking forward to watching a Giants game the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, that's it. We'll all be there at that Rams game. Why does anyone know why we always play the Eagles at the end of the year? I wish it was more like the Cowboys, where it was kind of spread out a little bit more. Because every time we play them, it's just like we're already like last year. I guess was an exception, but like it was Jake Fromm. Like we were already beat up by that point. Like I just yeah. want to play the Eagles in one meaningful game where we don't already look like trash. Well, that's, <laughs> that was two years ago. Jake Fromm was that two it was years? Tears. It was two years ago. But didn't he, didn't someone play last year? It was a backup the last game of the season. Or we just benched. We just didn't play Daniel Jones. That's what it was. Was that when Galladay made a touchdown? Yeah, that, that was yeah. I was at that was game. It, was it Tyron? No, that was last year. It might have been Tyron. No, it was Jake Fromm. It was Jake Yeah, it was Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm threw a touchdown. Because Tyron was, like out the, Tyron was out for the season. Remember he got yeah. like concussed? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because I remember that play he got concussed. Well, because this this time a year ago, we played Minnesota. We lost. Yeah. The Giants came back. Barkley had that yeah. crazy touchdown. We were at the hard hat. like a 56-yard field goal. Yep. Well, let's um here. Let's let's talk uh, more. Obviously, again, I said at the at the get go, the, the Christmas episode is typically more about generally the the Giants' season and where they're at as opposed to the game. But we let's dive in a little bit to that game and want to get picks before we wrap up today. Um, yeah, Giant Giants Eagles. I mean, my I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. I mean, I I want to, as they say in the Polar Express, I, I want to believe, um, but no, Giants going to get their absolute bells rung, and this is probably the worst situation they could have been going into. Holiday game, Eagles got everything to play for. They're jazzed up. They've looked like ass the last three weeks. So they're going in mad, knowing that they smell blood in the water because the Giants stink. So, like, that's a get-right game. They can blow up the score, and then they can get the headlines. Be, oh, Jalen Hurts, oh, my God, look at how incredible he is. And then we can put Boston Scott on the one-yard line when it's 30 to nothing and say he's a Giants killer and then they can get all those headlines that that sets up everything for them, and the Giants will fall right into that trap. Um, I think I do think the Giants can keep it fun for a half, 
I think the Giants could even have a lead at some point in the first half. But the second that turnover happens, which credit to Tommy DeVito, has not happened. But again, he's taken hits against that Saints team. He's going to take hits against the Eagles. Eventually, that turnover will come. And then I just don't think they'll be able to to hang in with the Eagles, who I think are a good team. I'd, uh, I want to ask yeah. you, before we'll let the Serranos yeah, put the end on the course, but before we get to that, because I know you're going to ask them their general thoughts game, what, do you think Giants, the way they play against the Saints, doesn't give them a little extra motivation coming into this game? It's not like they're riding high, not like we're on top of the world, nobody can take us down. They just got knocked down a huge peg. And they know, yes, the Eagles might spell blood in the water. They're, they mm-hmm. have to win. They, they're on the verge of losing out on a two-seed, losing out on a potential home game yeah. in the playoffs. Do I think it gives the Giants more motivation? I wonder if the Giants have a little extra motivation going in. Yes, we're probably not playing for a playoff spot, but this is a huge rivalry. Let's go punch him in the mouth. A lot of the guys on this team played in that playoff game last year. That's the last time they played Philly. And now you're going back into that stadium. There's not any extra motivation to not get your bell rung. Oh, for sure. And I think, I, I don't know if it was Joe who said this, or it might, have, it might have been you, Joe, that said, plain spoiler, or maybe it was you, Dad. I, I think it's absolutely true. I just I think talent-wise we get our bells rung just because the Eagles are that much better. But I think you absolutely go out there because, again, the season's washed, but these players aren't playing for draft picks. They don't give a crap about draft picks. This is the last game of the year where, Dominic, you and I have always said it, like, I hate the Eagles with every fiber of my being. We're not winning the Super Bowl. We're not making the playoffs. If you can go on Christmas Day on national television and beat the Eagles at home and just ruin their day. Season saved. That's se- exact season saved. It would all be worth it. Season saved. Boy, like Lord. That, Boy, that season is saved. I don't even care about that, that game. Point, I don't even care about that game. Anyway. It's about this game. At that point, who cares? We know what that's going to be. Eagles fans will run on, like own that building that day. We'll lose 30 nothing. Who knows who they'll have playing? Who knows who we'll have playing? Christmas Day in Philly, Tommy DeVito. If you can go in there, I'm, and I don't think they're going to. I, I'm predicting the Eagles to win and cover. But if if you can go in there and win that game, like, no, I, I think they're absolutely motivated. Any, anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you can, It'd be a miracle, but it could happen. Yeah, and I think... I think Stranger things have happened. I think the <laughs> Eagles, too, as much as I think they circle this on the calendar as a this-is-a-get-right game, the Eagles got to be in their heads, too. In, in their own heads, that they've played terrible in one of the more crucial parts of the season. So what come Jalen Hurts, there's now reports coming out that the Eagles aren't happy with him, that the sideline's getting a little, you know, as as when teams aren't playing well, this stuff kind of happens, the, the off-the-field stories start coming out. So, yeah, no, I, but I completely agree. I think they do get motivated. and I mean, rooting hard as hell because in a season that went really ultimately nowhere – this is one of those ones Jeff circled on the calendar as a Giants fan. I think if if they do have a chance in this game, like obviously, yeah, it's the players that are on the field. But I think this is like this is a Dable game to me. I want to see how he coaches his team for this game. I want to see what he schemes up for this game. Because like he, he did coach Jalen Hurts for a while. So I think like he kind of does have a little inside scoop on them. I don't think he's been able to actually utilize it. Like I think he knows how to beat the Eagles. I don't think he's been able to do it with the talent he has, but I think he can. And I think we could see a Dable masterclass. We might not. We probably won't. But I, I, 
I see a chance. That's, that's, but there is a door. I think the door is, is a slightly open. <laughs> I think that's the, the door most. Is a jar, we just gotta kick it you just got to kick the door. I yeah. think that's the most commonly used phrase in the Matt Dennis podcast. It's like, you could do it. It could happen. Probably won't. But, um, Joe, any, any thoughts on the Eagles? I mean, Eagles and Patriots have a long standing history with each other. What, what do you think in, in this game? Who are the Patriots which, plays? Which, which game? I'm sorry. Gi- Giants, Eagles. Patriots play Denver. Yeah. What are your thoughts on either of those games? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's a crapshoot. It really is. I mean, that, that's really the only way you could put it. Like, same thing was just said about the Giants. Could they win? Yeah. It'd be a miracle. Yes, but probably not. But they could. <laughs> but they could. Yeah. That'd be a Christmas miracle. It, it, like I said, I, I wouldn't even... Of course... As a fan, you want your to see your team win. As long as it's not a blowout and they put up a good fight Amen. and it's a good game, I don't feel so bad going away with a loss if it looks like they put up a good fight. It's when you go in and you watch a game and you're rooting for your team and you get blown out and it's just like, yep, that's pretty aggravating. That's what know? I don't. That's what I fear is that yeah. the Giants go in there and just Eagles fans are dancing in the streets and it's yeah, 30 I mean, to nothing yeah. in the I mean, third they quarter. they go in there and they give it their all and it's a somewhat of a close game, you got to walk away with your head high. Yeah. Social media manager, Lauren, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Big Dom, Giants, Giants, Eagles, Giants playing your favorite team. Must be tough to see. Your favorite team going against the Giants. Um, <laughs> what are uh, what are your thoughts on that? How many texts are you sending to mom's side of the family? Congratulating rooting them. them on and saying you believed in them the whole time. Trying to get those family points. I know, I know how you operate. How much you love Nick Sirianni. Your thoughts, Giants Eagles. I just want to be first clear that I'm, I don't like the Eagles, but I hate Dallas more than the Eagles. That's how this whole thing goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Giants, I think, you know what? I think they have a shot at this because one thing that Eagles have not been playing well is in the defensive secondary. And if we can kind of work that area there, I think that's an advantage. I think, you know, to Dennis's point about the Giant defense, I think they've been playing good. But if you don't have Dexter Lawrence in the middle, opens up the run game 100%. That seems to be the big case of that him not being in there. Um, Dory Jackson, hot and cold on him. Um, I think the final. I think this game's gonna be like a twenty-one to ten game. The Eagles. Interesting. Okay. I think like that. It's pretty close. Yeah, I think it's gonna be competitive. I just twenty-one to ten. Twenty-one to ten. I think. I can see a 21 to 10 where it's really close the whole game and then garbage time just makes it seem like it was worse Maybe, than it was I, I type think, situation. I think the Giants will be competitive. You know, I think Eagles defense is the weaker side of their of the ball for them. Um, I like to see DeVito let them loose. What do we got to lose? We have nothing to lose. I exactly. mean, also, throw right, that ball right, down the right, field. Right, and that, and that, Bradbury and that, looking like a little bit of bit of liability right now. Target Bradbury. And that's a huge factor, too. Going into a game with nothing to lose. Right, that's yep. right. But do the Giants ever play like they have nothing to lose? Of course not. I feel like I've never seen the Giants just go all out and sling the ball. But tomorrow they got to do it for I baby Jesus. You might see it for the first time tomorrow. Right. I, I think they will. I'd be happy with that. I, I think they will. Put it on, on my Christmas list. On that note, um, let's do uh, round two here. Um, about time. So, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you, you're, you're on every show, every every Christmas season. You're going to be on every podcast. Um, all right, so... The, 
what we're going to do this time around, everyone says something. We go in a circle here, and you say something for your sports fandom. Uh, Joe uh, was rooting for the Patriots and happy to be here on the last one. Dad, you start it. We're going to go around the room. Then we take this uh, second shot here. What uh, what do you want to cheers to for sports? Any, we do this any, we do this every Christmas episode. Any sports? Yeah. Could be the Giants, could be the Yankees, could be the Knicks. Okay. This is for my Yukon Huskies. Repeat national champions oh, God. again. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Say again. But again, that's what I'm rooting for. Dennis? I'm thankful and happy that the Dodgers don't care about a luxury tax. And they got Yamamoto. And hopefully this time next year, the Yankees will be a team without Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. So, yeah. Amen. I will. I will cheers to the Giants ruining Christmas for the entire population of Philadelphia. <laughs> that is what I will root for. I'm gonna go a little different. Shout out to Lauren and the Detroit Lions. My man, uh, Sam Laporta, rookie tight end. <laughs> You've been an absolute blessing for my fantasy team. If you're listening, I just want to say thank you. You've been an absolute blessing for if my Sam, bank account. If, if Sam <laughs> I will. I will be betting on you to score the first touchdown tomorrow. So knock him dead, kid. Uh, here's to Sam Laporta. Okay, today. Joe, you have another yes, one. Here's to the Patriots' number one draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. 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 Down the hatch. That was better than the first. It was. <laughs> two bottles. Woo. <laughs> Woo, baby. All right. Now that we're all uh, nice and warmed up um, as we're headed to the back end of the episode, this came up multiple times uh, so far tonight, and I let's talk about it. Let's get into it, and it was the draft. Um, I think everyone in the room talked about it a little bit so far. Um, let's talk Giants, talk Patriots. Um, obviously... Patriots in a better position than the Giants are as far as going quarterback. Giants, again, I'm the fan that I want the Giants to win out, even if we miss the playoffs. And then the chips will fall where they may, mm-hmm. is what I've typically said is the draft. I don't take too much stake into the draft. Um, obviously, this is an outlier, but the GOAT, the greatest player, greatest quarterback we probably ever will see, and Tom Brady was drafted in, what, seventh round? Mm-hmm. That's obviously the easiest example of why you shouldn't okay. buy too much stake into the NFL draft. Um, but that that's always one of my arguments. Like sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. Right, um, so much stuff can happen in the NFL you don't, draft. You don't, know, you don't know what you have until right. you, right. you get them out there. You know. And of all major American sports, the NFL probably has the longest gap. Correct me if I'm wrong. In between the end of the season and the beginning of the season, I don't wait all year to yeah. bank on the drafts at the end of April or whenever, whenever it is. That having been said, again, the Giants' DeVito mania has probably ruined the Giants' chances of a Drake May or a Caleb Williams. Um, uh, what's his name? Daniels out of LSU, possible, assuming if, if the Giants go quarterback. Um, my, my personal thoughts are, are this. You have Daniel Jones for another year. Uh, it's oh, on. Right. It's already cracked. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> Social media manager Lauren. Um, yeah, I, I think Daniel Jones comes back, and, and I flew. I, I threw this idea to Dennis on a, on a past episode, and I said, if Daniel Jones is your quarterback, you paid him. Whether you love him or you hate him, Daniel Jones is your quarterback next year. Devito is your backup. So let, so let me ask you this. Yeah, if Devito goes out there tomorrow mm-hmm. and he beats the Eagles, and Jones comes back, mm-hmm. who do you think they're going to play? 
So on the, maybe it was the last episode, the one before that. I, I said what I want to do is Jones is still the starter, regardless of what DeVito does yeah. the rest of the year. But what I said was depending on how well... Even if Jones goes out there and plays the spoiler game tomorrow and has a great game. You mean DeVito. You mean DeVito. I'm sorry, right, yeah. DeVito, right, correct. Yeah. I think Even was, if he does, Jones is still your starting quarterback. But that having been said, if DeVito plays well the rest of the year, I would want at the very least, and they wouldn't obviously talk about this to the media, but I would want a quarterback competition in training yeah, camp well, in the preseason. Kind of like going way back to uh, Phil Simpson, Hostetler. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hostetler came in to take over for yeah, Phil yep. Simms yep. and was a totally different look yep. for that whole offense. Yep. You know, somebody that could yep. run the ball, somebody that could, you know, that kind of might be along those same lines where you might be able to play both quarterbacks yep. and give the offense a different look, too. Yeah. No, it, and it's, that's, that's spot on. And I think, again, it's it only comes down to, like, they, they paid him to be the starter, so you got to let him be right. the and, starter. And, and again, but, same thing with the Jones on the quarterback. Yeah. And, and, and with the Patriots, you know. You, they paid him the money to be the starter, and I get it. Yep. But, but you also got to win games. It took, them, it took them a long time to park right. his ass. Right, right. <laughs> I, I think it would take Devito going out there and throwing like 350 yards, I, like three passing touchdowns. I, I, I would, I would want to see, I would want to see a, a quarterback competition if Devito yeah. plays well. Now, if Devito looks like absolute ass against Philly both times, if he looks like ass the game we're going to against the Rams, if he just looks trash the rest of the way, right. then obviously question answered. I like that but, I said, see what he does after he gets bagged up a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, and that's why another reason why I'm so excited about the game tomorrow. Um, but again, you look at this situation, this is probably going to be, even if the Giants, like say, I think the Giants lose both games against Philly. I think you have a shot at the Rams. Say the Giants win one more game. You're still in a pretty decent chance at a solid quarterback. You're not getting Williams. You're not getting May. Where do the Giants go in that situation? One of the things I said, I floated around was if you say that Jones is your quarterback and you have a serviceable backup in Tommy DeVito, say you don't go quarterback. And you try to go an offensive weapon. To Dominic's point, Joe Shane will trade up and do what he has to do. He's not Dave Gettleman. He will go do what he has to do to get his guy. You throw another offensive weapon in there. The Giants have also uh, picked first-round offensive linemen, I believe, more than any other team in the last 10 years. Yeah, we talked about that uh, the Seattle Monday night game, I think. So maybe you get a... Maybe you get a receiver, you trade up, and you get an offensive lineman. You get two first-round picks. Who knows? The Giants still have a decent amount of capital. Um, well, I'll throw that, Dennis, I'll throw that around the room. And I know you have a lot of hot takes on, on the Yeah, Giants. no, I, I think they go quarterback. I think they have to. Jones is not their guy that didn't draft him. He's not tied to Gettleman or Dable. I think you go out and get your guy. And if you're going to make a move to get a quarterback, this is the, this is the year to do it. Whether it's I think the gap is going to close in on Caleb Williams being number one. It's already started. People are saying he's a bust. I don't know how this is happening. It's almost like nobody watches college football towards the end of the year. And they talk so I think it's happening because I do watch college football. And it's like that USC team is a 5-6 win team the last two years if Caleb Williams isn't there. And they damn near won the Pac-12 last year and could have went to the college football playoff. If he doesn't get a little banged up, still plays – but then, you know, Utah had an elite defense, so it, it is what it is. And then this year the team sucked, but, hell, they could have been a three-win team. With, there's 133 FBS college football teams. They're in the college football playoff if their defense is, like, 50th or 60th. 
They were in the 90s. They finished the year, like, in the hundreds. <laughs> That's bad. Real bad for a D1 FBS. R- regardless, I think he's still number one. Drake May's going to impress the hell out of people. He's big, huge arm, athletic as hell. He's got, he is going to make scouts drool when they see him, especially in his underwear at the combine. <laughs> I think more and more mock drafts have Jaden Daniels going to the Giants. I'm okay with that. He's a little lengthy. Skin, you know, he's tall. He's big enough. He's six two, six three, I think. So maybe he gets a little more meat on his bones. As he Can I interrupt you for a second? Because you've talked for the better part of the last year about, or the better part of the season, I should say, about getting Caleb Williams. And then when the Giants knocked off a couple wins, you started shifting Drake May would be a good... Would Daniels be someone that you're no, like, I'm, oh, I'm excited about it? Or we just have to get a quarterback? No, I'd be excited point. about it. I, I want Bo Nix. But I think, like, rankings-wise, how they're going to come out, Bo Nix will be a late, like, 10 towards the early teens where he's going to come out. I think, because there's going to be a couple of offensive linemen, there's a couple of corners, there might be two to three wide receivers that are going to come off the board in the top ten. Caleb Williams, Drake May, I mean, Jada Daniels just won the Heisman. When they go back and look at his film, (coughs) the dude can do everything. But I think Caleb is the more polished guy. But where the Giants are sitting at five, potentially six, they rattle off a win or two down here, down the stretch. I don't think Drake May or Caleb Williams will be there. And I wonder, I don't know if Joe Shane would want to trade up and lose any potential future capital to get one of these guys when I think the gap is going to be so slim for the top three, maybe four quarterbacks, depending on how Bo Nix or, if, say, Michael Penix lights it up. Then there's a steep drop-off. I think Jordan Travis could work his way in there, but we'll see what his injury does and how he performs in the, like, scouting or whatever. But it, Let me ask you this, and this will probably blow up here and I want to go around the room too on the draft but is there any world and you can shoot me down immediately or say there's there's some air to this is there any situation where the Giants utilize uh, or where Joe Shane utilizes Saquon Barkley in some type of trade up situation in the draft I can see that that happening do they sign him I think that's very you don't think Chicago would possibly want Saquon Barkley if they could lock him up. That's one more weapon on the offense. If they're going to draft Marvin Harrison or Malik Neighbors, who are going to be the one. How many more years do you think Barkley has? Well, the Giants are in, in the NFL. In the NFL, I don't know. It's tough. What five. Is I want to be competitive five. in the NFL. Yeah. Three. Three. Five, I would three. say three. three, 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 three. I'd say five years playing in the NFL. If he goes like to a different service, team, maybe being serviceable. Three years being quote unquote elite Saquon Barkley. Three. Okay. Yeah. I'd say two if he stays on the Giants. It's 26, 27. Nice by 26. But then why do we give up Barkley? Why can't we? Why wouldn't you sign him for three years, even if you bring that's in just a yeah, quarterback? You need a rookie. You need that player in the time, too. Is it? He's right, not going to get Christian McCaffrey cooking. money, and he wants Christian McCaffrey I agree money. with you. You're right. And that's the biggest problem is the Giants are trying to meet him halfway. Right. I, I honestly think they are trying. 11, 12 mil. Can't go more than that. And this is another year he was banged up. Like, dude, you can't keep your ass on the field. If you could, if you were there, 17 games, year in and year out, fine. Here's your money. But you are not. And again, the Niners, elite team, they have a great offensive line. McCaffrey's in the MVP running solely because of that offensive line the season he's having. We haven't had a season like Barkley hasn't played like McCaffrey outside of his rookie year. So he's on another level. And they already devalue the running back position. 
I don't want to say cut your losses and get rid of him because you're right. You need that weapon, and he's a locker room guy. Like you need that. He's no, done. He's done a hell of a lot for the community, but I think it also goes back to what I was saying right when we started today about Daniel Jones. I think he's a solid guy, but then he came into a situation where the timing wasn't right. The offensive line can't protect him. His offensive weapons can't I, stay healthy. Barkley can't can't go anywhere. Pick, all of the, those quarterbacks that year, I didn't want to say that Baker Mayfield was the only one that you think maybe he was going number one. Everybody else was like, you don't want Sam Darnold. You don't want like. So take the best player available. I understood why they did it. But, yeah, wrong situation with the bad offensive line. And, dude, you can't want 14 to $16 million a year. It's not going to happen. What do you think about just the NFL in general? With This year I felt like there were so many young quarterbacks. And with them running so many of these young quarterbacks, what do you think the, the stamina of these young quarterbacks are going to be it just seems like a lot of these younger quarterbacks are doing a lot of running, and they're going to hurt, to, yeah. and they're yeah. going to be up. It's like, it's, and they have to at this point. I think that was like you look to guys like I think the Michael Vick era started that. Yeah, where it's right. court, you can't just throw right. the ball. How, you got to be able to be a running back. <laughs> how long did he last? Well, yeah, and even, not I mean, long. And a guy who's doing stuff for like ESPN with the NFL, he's broadcasting college football games. Robert Griffin the third thinks he can yep. still play in the NFL. He was a guy that potentially could still be a starting quarterback, but he played on that shitty field in Washington, tore his knee up multiple times. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So you got yeah. any thoughts on the draft? On what, what do you... Just a point to follow up. I was, I was just very surprised because when you get a decent quarterback, you're always, you know, all teams are trying to protect their quarterback mm-hmm. because when you have a decent quarterback, you want to keep, keep him healthy as long as you possibly can. And it just seems like with a lot of these young quarterbacks, they're running them so much and they're getting... Yeah, how long are they going to last? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think to Dennis's point of the quarterback, not 100% on the quarterback there, even if it's Jaden Daniels, whatever his name is. When you run back into the same situation, you get a rookie quarterback, and they're playing a lot quicker than they did back when when they were yeah. sitting on the bench. Now you've got offensive line is questionable. You get rid of Barkley. Who, who is your – the tight end area is very – who the heck knows? You're going to get Waller again? You know, so what do you do with this rookie quarterback that goes in there? That has no the weapons op- to go to. The offensive line is questionable, assuming you get rid of Barkley. I just think what, it's what the do you do come, there? How the guys long do you do that? to me have more talent. And that's the look, they, everybody knows it. They went after Daniel Jones because he was Eli 2.0. Same character. He played one year at Duke. He was fine, serviceable quarterback at Duke. He wasn't on the level of these guys are, where three of them were Heisman Trophy candidates this year. Caleb won it last year. Mm-hmm. Drake May just he does he didn't have the weapons around him in North Carolina right. to do it. So the talent, I think, is high. the ceiling is higher than what the Giants currently have in the quarterback. But are you concerned that he they don't have? Not really. That offensive line or, or Barkley, you know, you know who you, who are you going to put in there because you're. You still need yeah. offensive line and you're going to sign free agents or whatever. I think they have to just pay Barkley. I think so, too. Stuck with him. Otherwise, it's all right. I would pay Barkley and give him a three-year if he would accept somewhere between the $11 and $12 million And I saw, again, going back to his offensive keep, line. I think he wants to stay but, in New York. But, again, Barkley is, only as, good as, it, Barkley is only as good as the line that you have. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's if, the line, if the line is not blocking for him, he's not going anywhere. So, so, so is it, I'm not saying that Barkley is not a talented running back. I won't say that at all. But... 
like I said, if you don't have the line to open a hole for him, I don't care who you put back there. He's not going. So to that point, so to that point, and I think, and this goes to Barkley, this goes to Jones. There are a lot of football fans, Giants fans out there that will say, well, again, the conversation we had probably about an hour ago at this point, that if you're that good of an athlete, if you're Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley and you can rise to that level, you elevate everyone around you and you can find ways. Shout out to one of my favorite Twitter accounts or X, Talking Giants. And they they break they do a really good job of breaking down every play. And Bobby Skinner lives Bobby in, Skinner. who lives in Florida, um, shows like this. He, he like or breaks down this overhead overhead view of the offensive line when whether it's Jones or Devito or Tyrod Taylor hands it off to Barkley, and the caption essentially said like, "Who the heck can do what? Running back in the NFL can do literally anything with this." And there's nothing. There's no holes. There's there, the play is dead on arrival. And that that's, again, going to the situation where Barkley with the Giants, he had a decent offensive line when he got to the Giants, average at best. This one's just putrid. The fact that the, the fact that Justin Pugh got brought in and, and we're giving him all these accolades shows you how bad the offensive line is. And that's a fair point. And the pushback that I have, what about the Jets game when they were running it down their throats? And that's a good... Real good Jets defense. What about the Washington game where they finally got him in space, utilizing him in the pass game? I put some of it on the coaches for not dialing up the correct scheme to Completely utilize fair. Completely fair. this weapon that you have in Barkley. Oh, just send him into that putrid offensive line no. for 12 to 15 times and, a game. And Dennis, I agree, I agree with you so much because there's so many times that you're watching a game you have and, a you, have, and you have a good running back and he's running thing. through the line. He's getting five, six yards every carry. And then you stop running them. Yeah. It's like, run them until you can't, until they stop them. Yeah. And then switch something up. If they're going to run them up, uh, run them up the two hole or whatever, and he's making five, six yards every carry, why stop? Yeah. I mean, sure, you gotta, you got to mix it up a little bit, throw yeah. a little screen pass here or whatever, a little try to get something to the outside. But when you need that five, six yards, just throw them right, up, right, right back up the middle. Yeah. They can't stop them. But all of a sudden, then they just, they just stop running that play altogether. It's, it seems it like they doesn't make any sense. It seems like they they do it the opposite. They'll run. They'll throw like the first two downs. They'll throw incomplete, and then they give it to Barkley on third down. It's like third and fifteen. Yeah, and they think that he's going to do anything. Right, right, right. And they think they're going to like right. they don't know where it's going to go. I, I, I totally agree. Barkley too, him taking himself out on a lot of these third downs, like dude. You're a third down back. Get your ass in there. Even Shout out. You are a decoy on this play. Nope. You being on the field makes a difference on a third and eight third. And that's a big play. thing. Not standing on the sidelines. Shout out Matt Breida, who he sometimes looks better than Saquon Barkley does. And I think it's because the defense obviously like preps him. differently. He's, I love Matt Breida. He reminds me of a, what's his face? Penchenko. Obviously not to the same level, but he Pacheco. has that like, he yeah. runs hard. Yeah. No, I love Matt Breida. Pacheco runs too hard. Um, I, I want to, uh, another, another tradition, <laughs> um, just to interrupt, another tradition of the Matt Dennis annual Christmas episode. I now give the mic over to Dominic for the Chris Myrick update sponsored by Temple Health. Dominic, Thank God. Uh, it's been a sad, sad year for all of us diehard Chris Myrick fans. I was worried but you the, forgot. But the Chris Myrick... Chris Myrick update sponsored by Temple Health. Well, Matt, everything I said about the season going wrong, that was a lie. The whole reason the team is playing the way they are is because their star, Chris Myrick, has been benched this entire time. Um, I like to think if Chris Myrick wasn't there, there's at least 10 touchdowns that we left on the table. Um, 
A current update on Chris Myrick. Chris Myrick is currently, I believe, in physical therapy. I actually found out that Chris Myrick had a relationship with a friend of mine. I got the. In- I-, I received the inside scoop that Chris Myrick loves to go to the zoo. Okay. And he frequents the zoos of the, of the oh. cities he's playing in. So he spent a lot of time at the monkey cage. Yeah, uh, we know. I can I can get the details. Is that code or something? No, no. Actually, likes the zoo. Just likes going to check out the so penguins. Chris Myrick, animal lover. Uh, we hope to see you back next year, and your first time, first touchdown of the year will be hammered. So is he on the practice squad? Yeah, he's still a member of the team. I thought he got cut. No, and we resigned him. No, he's, he's all ploy. He's on the team. So he's on the practice. I've been the practice squad. Now. Well, he's. I guess so. He's there. He's a member of the Giants. He's on the roster. Some would say he's the fourth string backup quarterback. He's a, that's a locker room guy right there. You got that Temple mentality. Temple tough in the Giants did, locker room. I did like that report. That was very inside information. Dominic, anything else in the Chris Myrick update? Well, you know, everyone says, you know, Saquon, he's the real locker room glue. But, uh, you know, a lot of reports are coming out that it's actually Chris Myrick. You know what? I guarantee you I could get Chris Myrick on this show. Chris Myrick, if you're listening, we all love you. We love you, Chris Myrick. Temple Tough. Hashtag Temple Tough. That's Dominic with the uh, Chris Myrick uh, report sponsored by Temple Health. Um, We look forward to the next one. Uh, Um, Hopefully he he stays with the Giants. If he's not on the Giants, will we still do the Chris Myrick update? (laughs) What? What kind of alcohol does he make? Good question. Chris Myrick, if you like Lemoncello, we have a a chair for you. Myrick Fine Wines. All right, uh, we're getting to the back end of the episode here. Um, uh, this, I feel like it's going to be more of a uh, me, Dominic, and Dennis conversation, but uh, the betting world is is amongst us. It's legal now in the state of Florida, which of all the things that happened in the state of Florida, I don't know why it took that long for me to be able to bet $3 on sports. Um, but Dennis, Dominic, what are you guys liking this week as far as uh, padding the bank accounts, getting some money back from buying all those Christmas gifts? What, what are we liking? Losing bad with the Giants. Well, well, man, I have my fan duel up right now. Um, I like the Colts against the Falcons in Atlanta Doesn't at plus two and a half. That they're getting plus money. The way Indianapolis is playing right now, I, I, they're going on the road to Atlanta. But I'm sorry, Atlanta getting points. Like I like to think that uh, Vegas is not accounting for Arthur Smith's a horrible play calling for some reason, like and he assumes that Bijan Robinson will do what Bijan Robinson should be doing. Bijan Mustard. Atlanta quits, and they're going to get Arthur. Uh, I think that 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 is a possibility. Especially so, after last week. So what's your pick? I like the Colts. Uh, the Cleveland Browns travel to Houston, take on the Texans. They are favored minus three. I like the Browns there. I think I think Joe Flacco will, will take them to the promised land. Uh, my my pick of the day is the Detroit Lions traveling to the Minnesota Vikings. Shout out to Social media manager. Lord. Once again, shout out my man Sam Laporta. Anytime touchdown. Uh, plus one forty five. Coupled with one. the Lions. That is Dom's pick of the day. I told you on that one. Dennis, any uh anything we're like for a pick on the Giants game. So uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Whoa. What's they gonna talk? Gonna say, we got we got something I, uh, I thought I'd let that one slide. We we got something <laughs> building up in the We said the best for last. <laughs> we got something in the factory here. Dennis, we'll, we'll bring uh, that up soon. Dennis, how are people I mean NBA tomorrow too? That's one of my favorite sports days, Christmas Day, where it's NBA action. Good games too, from midnight. The last game ends at like essentially one o'clock in the morning. What what what's uh how are people making money in your opinion today and tomorrow? I don't know. I cool. Can't, I can't help. <laughs> awesome. I I've, I've just been riding the college football train because the NFL has been screwing me. So. And the Hawaii Bowl is not today as it has been. It was last night. Historically, yeah. So no no hot takes on. I don't really have any hot takes. The Indy one is one that I've hammered because I can't bet that with that being said. 
they could probably know something. I'll probably lose that five dollars, but you know, it is what it is. I'm considering, considering throwing up the Eagles Cup just to Don't throw up. help my own sanity. What is the line, uh, Dennis? I think it's 13 and a half, 14 and a half. <laughs> Eagles? Yeah. It's 13 and a half. Holy cow. I'm considering yeah. throwing down on the Eagles with a Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown touchdown each. Of course you would. Why not? I didn't realize we had two of the biggest Eagles fans sitting at the table. If it doesn't happen, that means maybe the Giants will win. It'll be competitive. If not, I actually like the Giants getting 13 and a half or 14. What are, what are your thoughts betting wise on uh, the biggest game of the day occurring in about 40 minutes? Uh, Temple versus Portland. Uh, I love Temple. <laughs> in the Diamond Head Classic Consolation Round. Also, uh, uh, shout out, friend of the show, avid listener, RT Iarola. Uh, the Four Point Play podcast. Of course. The Friars, not only did they cover my alternate spread, but they covered the legit spread yesterday going to overtime. Big time win at the bar. I was with my dad. Shout out, Al. Shout out, Vincey. Here, here. Listen to the pod. We were hanging out, enjoying some Christmas Eve, Eve afternoon drinks, and I was sweating Providence at home against Butler. They came through. Dominated overtime. It's two in a row for Providence. And typically, and, and again, Big Dom here used to be... Uh, beat St. John's on Yeah. Used to be RT Ralph Adarola's soccer coach okay. back yes. then, and we'll obviously look forward to having RT on the the show in a few months. To went to school with RT's dad. Yeah, he, RT comes on the show typically in the month of March. He comes on. And we talk about uh talk about college football or college basketball, March Madness, and um. Well, we got a, a little bit left of the moonshine here, and uh, still have not had a sip of the limoncello. But the show has yeah. got to wrap up here. Um, yeah, we, we have to do the Giants. Uh, Official parlay of the Matt Davis podcast. All right, here, we're going to cheers to the Giants parlay that was... Are you doing that one that you sat down? The yeah. This was conjured... I, Dennis, I'm sorry. That Dennis, what, many legs. what don't you feel about it? Almost every leg of that parlay I don't feel. What? What? All right. Sh- Sh- shall I? Yeah, please, read it off. This this is subject, uh, asterisk subject to change. So currently, right now, we have Saquon Barkley, plus 50 rushing yards. Please yeah. weigh in if you guys feel differently. Uh, New York, now this might be controversial. New York Giants cover plus seven and a half spread. What's that mean? It means, it means that the they don't. will lose only if they lose by more than seven. Then, then, then we don't win. So we're predicting the Giants will keep it within. Giants seven. can either win or lose by less than eight points. It's a two touchdown spread, and you're so confident that you're taking the alternate on making it a one touchdown. Right. Right. Correct. Right. I yes. Get that. Yes. Isaiah Hodgins to score a touchdown at any point. Jalen Hurts. To throw for under 233 and a half passing yards. That's, I don't mind that one, but I think that's, that's reasonable. Wandell Robinson to have 25 receiving yards. Could do that on one yeah, pass. I agree with that one. And Tommy DeVito to have 25 rushing yards. I agree with that one. Yeah, yeah, so it's really like not Bar- that bad. I like Barkley getting doing fifty yards. So the does, but I like Barkley. Only thing we don't like is Giants. The only, the only thing I would and the Hodgins touchdown. Yeah, that too. Uh, was plus 1,200. He scored. Just him. Just him. It's plus right, so you're, Yeah. You hear you heard it here first. That's great. That's a that's a long Hertz shot. Hurts gonna get hurt tonight. Is Hurts gonna get hurt? No, that's what he's saying. He's, he's gonna get hurt tonight. Well, don't he's out. that on me. Dennis' <laughs> <laughs> that fantasy yeah. team. Yeah. That's what I said. That's that, that just my I don't think he's this whole thing because he runs. This is what heck I don't think he's healthy. Same thing that happened last year. I don't think he's healthy. My my biggest thing I told Matt yesterday, and and I don't root for injury. You heard it here first. I don't root for injury, but to Dominic's point, I think it's going to be Dable Masterclass. If you don't think they're going to be trying to find ways to go after him, and they know he's not healthy, the issue is getting to him. 
My my biggest prediction of the day. I feel it in my gut. I'm not betting it. That's how passionate I am about it because I don't want to interfere. I think the Giants get a pick six or they recover a fumble for the touchdown. I think the defense score. I put the I think the defense puts puts points on the board. Hertz has been fumbling. The Giants have been good at getting the ball out of quarterbacks' hands. I think he can do. It. I think we just go at him. So the defense is going to score more. Are you saying the defense is going to score more points than the offense? I think there's a strong chance. <laughs> There it is. It could that's be the sad, only points. Sad, but that's hey, it hey, could be the only points. Hey, we, we always hope for the defense to score with the Patriots. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> However points can get on that board. All right, we got one more old moonshine here. Shout out to the parlay again. Thank you guys all for being a part of the show. And Thank you, Joe. My favorite episode of the year. Unfortunately, it's coming to an end. Cheers. This episode is sponsored by... This episode is sponsored by uh, Mr. Lemoncello. <laughs> Lemoncello, Apple Moonshine. Shout out to Gene, too, who couldn't be with us for the Christmas episode. The whole Burr family, known them for years. They're awesome. It's not the whole Burr family, just me. It's, it's just you. Yeah, scratch that. It's just nobody, uh, just, nobody helps him. Matt, nobody helps me. Nobody helped you at all on this. But Mr. Lemoncello, it's, it it's is. It's all me. <laughs> He's humble, too. That will be going out on the podcast. This, Mr. Lanchello, then. That's that's the name of the... Make, make sure you send this to Gene, Tori, and Joey. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Avid listeners, I'm and, sure. And just let them know. like They don't have to listen to the episode. Just tell them to download it on Spotify and just press play. They can just mute it. And just as long as they play it, we get more <laughs> likes and listens. That's all everyone has to do. Just get our numbers up. I don't know how to do that. I don't... They can listen, too. Well, so, so, um, so for us social media idiots, you'll have to show me this after. Yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we could do all that. Um, social media manager Lauren, have the, the follows been <laughs> skyrocketing throughout the... I don't know. You took my device. All oh, right, here you go. We've been using the sports bet. The social media account's been <laughs> using the sports bet. During the show. So, are we going to finish this off with a little MHL? Let's do it. I think we have to. Yeah. As is tradition. Um doing a hell of a job for him, Dom to, Senior. After you got me straightened out on the ribbon. Uh, and you know, as, as we're about to wrap up, again, I, we mentioned some of the decor, pat myself in the back uh, there, but I want to set the set the room for everyone that's listening at home. We have a, we got to play that too before we wrap this little Santa thing. We have my dad working a little bar here. All right, here, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Very close to everyone. <laughs> what is this? The night, the night before Christmas. Hallmark. That's from Hallmark. All right, all right. There we go. It's from Hallmark. Shout out Hallmark. And uh, Big Dom currently has a little bar with a paper towel laid down to prevent any spillage from getting on the table and here. I, and I will promise to have a fresh batch of limoncello for next year. For next, so next year, yes. so we got to do it big because next year will be the fifth annual Matt no, Dennis Christmas we episode. Take a picture of this oh, here. I'll, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll bring the whole batch if you want. Oh, <laughs> I won't stop you. All right, we got pictures being taken. We got social media manager Lauren doing her job as social media manager for the first time in her two-year career as social media manager. Can we send this to Lorraine and Jean and see if it'll keep us out of trouble? Lauren, has this been a good episode? What do you think? Objectively. I've enjoyed it. All right, we got social media manager Lauren. All right, so um, we got one more shot here. Um, Lauren, you haven't uh, given us a thing to cheers for. Uh, 
What should we cheers this uh, shot of limoncello to? Do you want one? Rodrigo Schlegel. Rodrigo Schlegel. Poppy, I can do that. <laughs> Orlando City player. Lawrence Fair player. Oh. Vamos, Orlando. They'll win MLS Cup in this coming year. Let's go. Cheers. Go Giants, beat the Eagles. Oh man, I can't wait to listen to this episode. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been. And I'm so sad that it's over. What do you got there? From Joey's or Tori's? Let's see. We're going to find out here. <laughs> it's the best part of the show. Tori and Tori's wedding or Joe's wedding? Tori and Bobby. Tori and Bobby. Tori and Bobby. We're going to need a custom logo on the next one. We're going to need a Matt and Dennis custom logo for next year's. We're, we're putting a banner up, fifth annual. We're putting yeah, seats in here. This is going to be a ticketed event. <laughs> next year's fifth? Joe, you're definitely coming. Next year's the fifth. We got to do it big, the fifth annual. Yeah, you got to do it big. That's, that's pretty good that you guys got up to Fifth that annual. We're at how many episodes in general now? We're pushing... 200 will be this yeah, spring. Gonna, I think we'll hit 200. This is either 180, 181. Really? Yeah. Is it that many? Yep, for years now. Rising, right? They haven't shut us down. No, it's terrific. I mean, they just let anybody do this. You should see our bank accounts. They're exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all I can say is I've been following Matt since it was Matt on the move. That's <laughs> Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. I, I miss Matt. And me and Dennis, not a lot of people know this because we did like three episodes, but we had a show late night with Matt and Dennis. It was on NHTV. I and, we, that. and we had a house band. Who's the house you band? Who band? was the house band? Uh, Joe Connor, Gio. Uh, was Frank DePaula in the house band for a minute there? Maybe it was Frank. Frank playing guitar? Yeah. Gio was on bass. I think Joe Connor was drums. Yeah. Really? We had a house yeah. band. I don't remember that. We got to re- reunite them for, for this. But then as the show went on, the house band just kind of, and we had just one guy on a bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> So I wait, no, it's not this. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Not for nothing, we might be able to get Joey over here with his band to. That is right. Joey's got a Lauren. We might be able to get Squints over here to do a little, little live music. Social media manager Lauren, can you put that in the notes? Joe Burr. We've got to give Joey advance notice there. Oh man, next year is going to be. I'm already starting to plan for the fifth annual. We're going to have a we're going to have a live band. His his whole band is kind of like spread out now, but I want to have like a. Get Joe, whatever we can get. Also, shout out as always to uh, the go-to bar in our hometown of North Haven, Connecticut, the Hard Hat, which, as is tradition, we will be headed to shortly after this, and I'll be the only person requesting ESPN two be put on (laughs) cycle. Watch my alma mater lose to Portland. I think they're going to win. Good luck with that on NFL Sunday. I know. That's it's, a good point. Right I'll go outside and wear my winter jacket. All right. Um, again, sad that it's over. This is my favorite episode to do on the Matt Dennis podcast all year. want to thank uh, Joe, Joe Burr, for coming in. Thanks so much for having me. It was a great time. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the limoncello and the apple pie mocha. And unfortunately, again, for you, now you have to come here every Christmas Eve now to be on the show. <laughs> so... <laughs> So just plan that on your calendar, and yeah, yeah again, the limoncello, the moonshine, been delicious. Definitely a good time. Um, do you have any any closing any closing thoughts you want to say as we wrap up? Do I have any closing. Could be thoughts? sports, or it could just be a season's greeting. Um, hey, I just wish uh, everybody's team does well next year. That didn't just this year. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> How what else can you say? And I meant to say, and I almost forgot, really quick before we we wrap up. Bill Belichick, is he going to be uh, the coach of uh, Chargers? You know, I mean, I'm hearing no, 
Um, I don't think he's a bad coach. I think, like I said before, he just didn't have the talent that he had. So you I want him to think stay? He's the same coach. I I'd like to see him stay. I I think if he leaves, it's bad enough where the team is now, and then to throw a new coach and a new quarterback in the mix, it's gonna be a tough year next year. Yep. I think. Well, again, thank you for for the years of the Matt Dennis Christmas episode, the Lemoncello. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I was able. Finally, able it's to really become like celebrate our celebrate with you guys. It's become like our favorite part of the Christmas episode. It really has. Um, Dominic, uh, closing remarks on your third appearance on the the Matt Dennis Christmas episode. I feel like every year I come on this podcast, I always talk about my pain as a Giants fan. My belief has never faltered. Go out there tomorrow. <laughs> I live in Philadelphia. I'm in the shit. I'm in the trenches. You know what they say? Have you seen the the TV show Chernobyl? Yeah. Do you know when they need the three guys to volunteer to go into the thing? And he's like, you will do it because it must be done. Because it must be done. <laughs> Tommy DeVito, you're yeah. going to go into Philly and you're going <laughs> to win. That's what, it's like, you will, you will go in there. You know why? Because it must be done. Must be done. <laughs> I could have said it better myself. Go Giants. Beat Philadelphia. Get a good draft pick. Do both at once. Go Giants. Because social, it must be done. Because social, it must be done. Social media, social media manager Lauren. If, uh, she's working hard on the social if, media. If my mom asked me why I'm at the hard hat for four hours on Christmas Eve, <laughs> it's because it must be done. <laughs> I you, don't know how come I wasn't invited to the hard hat after this. Yeah, you are. You, you are. are. <laughs> you want to keep me in trouble there. Uh, Big Dom. Did anybody run this by my wife? <laughs> not yet. Not yet, Joe. Not yet. Just, it's like a halftime break. The, the, pod, the podcast is going really good. we got a ton of followers. That we're just going to stay and keep going. <laughs> we're, on hour, we're on hour four of the podcast. We need more limoncello. <laughs> I'll meet you at Tina's for Christmas Eve. I don't know, probably about 7 o'clock. <laughs> just the, the takes were so good. The conversation, the debate. We were going back and forth. Got out of hand. The give and take was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Myra called. In. A lot of banter. I definitely won't be here next year if I go to the hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of it'll, it. It'll definitely be a hard no next year. <laughs> we we actually keep the microphone running in the car and we just bring it to the hard. <laughs> the episode doesn't end. That's part. That's part of it. That, that's for exclusive listeners that pay extra. <laughs> that's uh. What, what do you call that when they pay? What's that called? It's like Patreon. The Patreon. Get, get the. We, get we the, do. We do expand the invite there, Joe. So. Lorraine even attends this, believe it or not. She will well, she has, be a designated she, driver. She will be at the hard hat as well for, for a brief the, time. The Patreons get the hard hat content. Just to, just to pick all your jokes <laughs> The live stream. Up. Right. <laughs> True. But she comes there. Big Dom, your third appearance on the Matt Dennis Christmas episode again. My favorite episode of the year. Any closing thoughts on the holiday season, sports? What do you got to say? Uh, I think what, I, you know, what I'm going to say here, Giants are done. Eagles, I'm not going to root for. I'm not going to root for against. Uh, I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that. But, but I think at the end of the day, I've got a new daughter-in-law. So I think what we're going to have to go is go Lions. Go I have Lions. To, I, the Lions now have become the family Minus three. In the meantime, because at least we got something to root for. Well, listen to that. Dennis, what, what, is, uh, what are the Detroit Lions? They're my boys. They're okay. my boys. I'm, I'm, I'm the Detroit. Who do they play today? Hey, do we know? Hey, not for nothing. Before we close, Vikings. I will say oh, I have to give a shout out to Lauren because I don't think I've seen a bride had such a good time 
at a wedding as you did at yours. Thank you. I was getting my money for it. We like that. We like that. You were awesome nice. at your Very wedding. Very nice. It just seemed like the whole place could have collapsed around you, <laughs> and you were just a smile, <laughs> dancing. <laughs> I never, I don't, like I said, I don't think I ever seen a bride have such a good time at all. I just, I just like jumped off of the dance floor. So I was like, all right, you do your thing. I'm just going to stand here and watch. That was a good thing. That was very nice. Dad, you got which, anything? Which, a sit. shout out to Stop Senior and Matt. It was a fantastic way. Oh, it was awesome. Thank you for being there. It was you know, I had a, I had a blast. I'm, First, so, I'm so glad we made it. And I was, and I was glad I, I made it as well. And you know what's funny? True. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny? Should we mention somebody got lost? You know, no, let's, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> but you know what's funny? We actually floated the idea of doing a podcast in Cape May the wedding weekend. Sorry. We floated it. We floated it. Didn't, didn't pan out. Do you want to... Dad, do you have any, any final... Uh... No, just uh, glad to see Mr. Burr made it. Joe made it there. And glad to see Dennis made it. So I got to see him twice in, within two months. True. Uh, my daughter-in-law is over there sitting doing her thing there. We're going to see her twice in two yeah, weekends. Yeah, you'll see her again less than a week. <laughs> she may not be awake on the second weekend <laughs> after that, but uh, I'm very glad that everybody got to make it. Happy New Happy Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah. Dennis. Just, uh, thank you to the Scaranos. Amen. Hosting the Christmas episode. Mr. Burr. Fabulous Limoncello. And now we have Moonshine. Scratches <laughs> up every year. Who cares? Fifth year, baby. <laughs> Suck. <laughs> We have limoncello and now we have moonshine. Well said. So so now, what was your favorite? The apple pie or the limoncello? That's like asking me to pick my favorite kid. Inquiring minds want to know. Inquiring minds. I can have a nice glass The moonshine goes down real easy. It does. It'll bite you in the ass. It'll bite you in the ass pretty quick, but it could go down pretty easy. It was good. It was really good. It was delicious. All right. Well... Again, uh, now I got to bring both next year. (laughs) Please, (laughs) bittersweet. Pull my leg. Right. You won't need the hard hat. (laughs) You put this TV on. I got red zone. (laughs) This is bittersweet to close it out. But I do say I I listen to like when I'm when I'm on a long car ride or I'm stuck in traffic. I will purposely listen to Christmas episodes of the past because it's just so much fun to listen to and the camaraderie and all that stuff, regardless of how good or bad the Giants are looking. So thank you all for coming on again uh, to the Matt and Dennis fourth thanks, annual thanks Christmas having. episode and fifth annual. We gotta we gotta do it big. I'm I'm already I already have ideas going through my brain and shout out to my wife, uh, social media manager Lauren, for actually doing something with that position <laughs> that role uh, for the first time. And uh, shout out to uh, he who should not be named uh, a one Ellis Gill who is now a father at this time of year, who texted me because he saw the live tweeting and said, Matt, how many shots of limoncello have you had already? Um, so Not shout out, out shout out to him. Shout out to uh, shout out the whole group chat. Uh, our number one fan, Nick Burns, uh, a one Mike Osa, um, Giants Insider slash Cutie Pie, uh, Kyle Barron, um, everyone in there, our good buddies. And uh, of course, shout out to our friends over at Hard Hat. That always I'll take care of us. Italian Stallion, Italian Stallion Steve Salvo, We're of course. Also, we'll give a shout out. I guess we get breaking news on the pod. I don't think you know. Steve Salvo expecting a baby next year. Oh, I did. I did not know that. Congratulations, Congratulations Steve. Steve. Jess is pregnant. He apparently changed his name in our fantasy 
league, and that's how he broke the news. <laughs> he, thought, he thought it was a joke. And my fantasy team is 1-13, and 13 and I will be uh, in dead last on the calendar. So. Can't wait. Should I play All it right. out? Once again, uh, uh-oh, uh-oh, hold on. The, the episode will go on. Oh. Dennis, you good? Yeah. You want another? Hold on, yeah. Oh, Dad, get get me a, one of the spike tees, and then you got to open it in front of the mic, and then we're... Yeah. We gotta end it that way. I'll play a yeah. out in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. We gotta do the spikes. All right, hold on. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Oh, wait. Once he comes down here, so we gotta to stall this for about one more minute. For all of our live listeners, uh, Sam Laporta is currently no, nope, on nope. the five yard line. Um, Sam Laporta first touchdown. Uh, does Dom know ball? The answer may be yes. We'll find out here in a we second. We are about to yes. find out in two seconds. Oh, Temple starts in 20 minutes. Oh, crap. We got to get out of here in a second. This is the oh, line. Dennis, where are you going? <laughs> As the show is still recording. Lauren, what are your thoughts on sports? Well, so, so sports. How, many, how many followers do we have right now? 13. 13. Woo! Let's go. Yeah. Me being and, one of and, them. And what, so this is my first time. So yep. what is your high amount of followers? Since you've been... Uh, not many. Um, the highest is, uh, I think, like 50-ish. 50? Yeah. Wow. But also, we don't market right. this at all. No, well, we need to do something because I, I, I thought I thought maybe with the maker of the lemon cello on the apple pie, I no, now we're our followers would jump up a little bit. Joe, now so that... If, if, if everybody out there would like some Mr. Burr lemon cello on apple pie, you need to spread the word. Yep, yep. Spread, spread the word. And do you have a web... Is there a website? Do you have a website that we can So you got to start a website. Also, Dominic has the Detroit game up. All right, we're going to wrap things up here. Going to wait for Dennis to get out of the bathroom um, so we can wrap this up. This has been my favorite part of the show. Um, and then we're going to go over to Hard Hat. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Oh, we're on uh, Twitter, uh, X, formerly Twitter, um, at Matt Dennis Pod. So you can find all the previous episodes there if you want to look back and uh, rehash some of our hotter takes. And uh, the current episode will also be on there. And we have now social media manager, Lauren. Um, Lauren, what advice would you give to people trying to access the show on uh, social media? Well, you got to project. Hang on. You got to help Mr. Burner tell which one he, they can listen to. Yeah, yeah. And Sam Laporta might. Nope. Sam Laporta is in motion. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, Sam Laporta is not getting a touchdown here. That's the, what you think. If you are interested in listening to Matt and Dennis Pod, please hit them up on Spotify. You guys on Apple Music? Yes, we are. Apple Music. And follow along on Twitter for riveting live tweets. Sorry, X. X. Live posting. What do you what do you what is it called on X now when you send a message? It's not tweet. I still have Twitter. I just post. Post baby. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. I still call it tweets. All right, anywho, Dennis is coming down, um, so we got to do our send-off here. Dave, David Montgomery scored the first touchdown. So Sam Laporta did not, did not score the first touchdown. Did not score the first touchdown. Still plenty of game left. For... All right, again, uh, for the hundredth time, thank you so much. Matt and Dennis, fourth annual. I'm liking what I'm hearing in the room. I'm liking the vibes. I'm liking the energy. The fifth <laughs> annual Matt Dennis Christmas episode is going to be immaculate. Sounds like we're going to have a live band, Lemon Cello, Moonshine. <laughs> The whole thing, like an audience, rows of people we've never met. Like, it's we're gonna, gonna turn this into a party. It's, it's gonna be awesome, and that's exactly what it's gonna be, Mr. Burr. So, I, I know why I was invited. So, for Dominic, for, for Mr. Burr, Mr. Lemoncello himself, for Big Dom, for social media manager Lauren Lauren, give us one more. Yep, yeah, give us one more.
Hot. Right now? We've got to get through sleep somehow. But I just really, really love the story. We are out of here. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. The Matt Dennis Podcast. We're out of here. Dennis. Hey, yo. Merry Christmas, bitches! <laughs> Happy holidays!